He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Monday, August 8th, one week closer to football, as Trevor Kelsey was saying before we went on the air here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, you know it better, as the Big X. Mike Rutherford with you here in the driver's seat. Trevor Kelsey behind the glass, looking dapper as always. Uh, intern Jenna, nowhere to be seen. What, do, do we have a, do we need to put an APB out for Jenna? <laughs> she, she texted me about an hour ago and said she got off work right at 3, so she was going to be late. Jesus Christ. The girl cusses on air one time, and suddenly she's too good to show up here on time. I feel like if she's getting off work, we should like require her bring us some some food from work, right? No, <laughs> not, not necessarily. Okay, no. let me rephrase that. I should require her to bring me food from work. To- <laughs> now, speaking of food, I put the picture on today's yeah, this, yeah. today's show tease on Twitter, and I want to ask you about this because you you reacted to this and kind of maybe gave your answer away. But this is an actual new sandwich. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go to uh, Twitter or just uh, imagine this in your mind. But it's a new sandwich from. Royals, Royals Hot Chicken. We have like five of them in Louisville. They're Heard of it, never been there. It's called a barbecue Reese's sandwich. It includes pulled pork, sweet baby raised barbecue sauce, bacon, and Reese's peanut butter cups sandwiched in the middle. I was liking this before you described it. What? I didn't notice the Reese. I didn't realize there was Reese's cup in there. No, I said Royals. I mean, I thought hot chicken. It actually is a, a sandwich that's available at Kansas City Royals home games. So there you go. You, you have to go to Kansas City to get this bad boy. You can't get it in one of the— so if, Yeah, because who doesn't get Royals hot chicken and the Kansas City Royals mixed up on it? I mean, I can't go a day without getting those. Well, it said, it just, they, they tweeted the count at Royals. I mistakenly assumed it was the chicken place. <laughs> Turns out it's the baseball team. I shouldn't have said anything because I would have liked to have people like seen people like all over Louisville just go up to Royals Hot Chicken and be like, "Yeah, I want the Reese's sandwich," and then be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Now you're looking at this picture. You've heard the ingredients. Would you, Trevor Kelsey, eat this? No. I, I mean, yeah, it's no. That's, that's there's no way it's good. That yeah. I mean, when you when I first come up, I just thought it was just I I just didn't notice that. I guess the now that you pointed out the Reese's cups, I see they're hard to miss. Yeah, now it's it's yeah they're they're there now. Now I'm not going to not see them. Like when I first saw it, I just saw you know it looked like a kind of messy barbecue sandwich with it looked pretty good, made me look like I almost had to go to the bathroom just looking at it. Yeah, but it looks tasty. But there's nothing wrong with that because that's what looks tasty. And now that you point to read, like no, no, not no, can't do it. No, I'm gonna. It has. To, it's one of those things that's just for show. It's just for like, you know. Are you a big fan of mixing the sweets and non-sweets together? Kind of like. 
because what comes to my mind right away is something that's not actually that bad, even though it sounds disgusting. Chicken and waffles? Like, well, I was going to say chocolate-covered uh, potato chips. Ew. Like, it does, it, but they're actually not bad. I've never I, had them. I thought, I thought the same thing, and then I tried one one time. I was like, this is both salty and tasty. And savory. Kind of good, yeah. yeah. I don't know anything beyond that, though. Like, most sweets and regular foods... Should not be mixed. Should not be mixed, no. They're, I mean... Now, I've had, it was that we did a remote at a place, which I think has since gone out of business, called Cellar Door Chocolates. And they did, they gave us away, they gave a bunch of, like, chocolate to us. We did a show there for Valentine's Day. And part of the, the haul that we got was chocolate-covered bacon. I mean, your, uh, your, your gifts for Mary that year were a little easier, didn't it? Well, I mean, I'm not getting away with just candy, but <laughs> yeah, I think I ended up eating all of it anyway. So, But it was, like, chocolate-covered bacon. And I was like, there's no way. No way it's good. Lo and behold, and of course, John gave me like his chalk covered bacon because he would never touch. Like, John's body's a temple. Oh, yeah. He's never going to <laughs> eat anything sweet, which was great when we had stuff like that happen because he would just give it all to me. It was wonderful. But I think uh, I ate all. Relish those days because they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. <laughs> t- trust me. Um, I think I ate like all five pounds of the chalk covered bacon in like three weeks. And it was delicious. It was very good. I didn't think it would work. It worked 100%. I can, I can see that because that was before you brought that up. But the other thing that popped in my head is like bacon on donuts. Which works as well. And I've tried to, yeah. The Nord's uh, bit ch- bacon donut is the only one I've ever had. It was very good. I mean, I guess there are some things you can mix, but I just don't see barbecue being one of them. I don't either. I can't think of, I mean, Reese Cup clearly not doesn't make the list, but I'm trying to think what, I mean, I can't think of anything you could mix that, that's sweet-wise. No, this strikes me as one of those things that they just do for Unless attention. Call they want barbecue. So, you know, gas bags like me and you in Louisville, Kentucky are talking about it at 310 well, on a on a Monday. Unfortunately, it was good, it was good for Royals hot chicken, the Royals. Well, go to Royals. It's a good place, too. Free it's pop. They never got too well. You didn't know where it was from. Free pop. We love Royals. <laughs> uh, we got plenty to get through today. It was a, I mean, a kind of lame weekend in sports, if we're being quite frank. Well, there was, there was a few things to watch. Okay, well, I want to hear what you have to say. But right. it was the, the, the last weekend, I think, of the 2022 calendar year where there won't be a football game being played. We'll have preseason from this point forward, and mm-hmm. then we'll get into the actual season. So that's a, a good thing to cross off your list. We have um, some Louisville-related items to get to. We, we have a coach's poll that's out today. We'll talk about how that affects Louisville. Uh, we'll talk about the—somebody had texted in on Friday on the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450, about these Athlon anonymous quotes. And I hadn't seen it yet. And this that's probably on me. It was something that was out, I think, the day before. I should have seen it at that point. I had not— but that demands some attention. We're going to have to talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm jealous. Of, uh, I haven't seen them either. It makes you feel better. I, mean, I figured that. But we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll get your thoughts on the try, fly. Trying to raise, trying to raise your, your spirits up Thank a you. little bit. I appreciate <laughs> it. We'll get uh, I'm jealous of Kentucky about something. We'll talk about that. It's not their stance in the coach's poll, but I could be jealous about that too. But we'll get to all that good stuff. Um, and then we'll take your, te- your text on the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. Reminder again, it's Thornton Summer Cash Bash still going on. Just a few weeks of summer left. So if you want to win $10,000, and you've been holding out for the the rest of summer. What are you doing? But still, it's not too late. Download the Refreshing Rewards app today. Open the Refreshing Rewards app up. Click on the Summer Cash Bash icon. That's all you have to do to be entered to win $10,000 every week from Thornton's. And then at the end of summer, which is coming up, they're giving away a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. If you want to become a Refreshing Rewards member and don't want to download the app, it's still very easy. Just text REWARDS, all one word, REWARDS, to 80313, and you will be signed up today. Trevor Kelsey. That's all you got to do? All you got to do. Couldn't be easier. I mean, as lazy as I am, I can do that. You're, you are a Refreshing Rewards I am. member. I've done that. Yeah, you're there. Uh, Trevor Kelsey, how was your weekend? Solid you, weekend. You look refreshed. You look good. Yeah, I had a good weekend. I did a lot of sleeping, got a lot of rest in. Sounds you know, good. That took... You deserve it. I took God's advice on Sunday and rested. There you go. You know, I did. I took that. Uh, I got got some movies in. Got to, <laughs> got to watch the Hall of Fame ceremony, which 
Now they shorten it as usual. They now they moved it to Saturday morning for some reason this weekend, which made absolutely no sense at all. Poor felt so bad for the Hall of Famers. And I mean, there's nobody there because it's at noon on a Saturday. It sucks. I saw it was on two different channels. I chose to watch uh, Premier League soccer. Oh, wow, you just have which I have no interest in. You, but I watched Everton you, Chelsea. I'm surprised you don't eat a. Reese cut barbecue sandwich. You I turned it off for like ten seconds. I was like, "This is the most boring thing I've ever it's seen." It's not boring. It's the 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 Bryant, the Bryant Young who I stand. I, you know what? I after looking into it more, probably maybe not as early as Hall of Fame induction as he got, but probably deserved a nod. Uh, his speech was excellent. Dick Vermeil's speech was excellent. Uh, Richard Seymour's was nice. Uh, you had, of course, Cliff Branch's widow out, a sister out there because he's passed. Yeah, it was it was a good ceremony. I mean, it, the shortened speeches were a little bit, eh, but those are better for the Dick. They let Rick Vermeil go, and that's who you needed to let go. Gotta let he, Dick go. Yeah, I mean, you gotta let him talk. Once Dick gets going, uh, you had Tony can't v- stop Tony Vicelli. was a great speech. First Jaguar to go in. Love that Dick. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> that's who doesn't love Vermeil? Yeah, I agree. I gotta mean, let him go. Yeah, you gotta let him go. Uh, so just let it loose. That was a little too long. Sometimes, but. sometimes you just gotta let it, get, let it let it have its mind of its own, right? Um, so yeah, it was, it was a fun little, it was, fun, it was a fun thing. I, I recorded and watched it on Sunday night because I felt like that was the more traditional spot. Uh-huh. But you know, I got, uh, watched some movies, watched uh, Joe Dirt, Shrek one and two training day, uh, finished season, the classic quartet, watched season three of, of game of Thrones and most of season four. I thought you casually yeah. tossed that out. Like, yeah, you know, I got to watch a little bit of TV, you know, four movies, a full season of Game of Thrones, and most of another season of Game of Thrones. I mean, so, I pretty much just spent all night Saturday night watching season, finishing, watching season three straight through. I went to bed at 9 a.m. on Sunday. Oh, man. Woke up, woke up at 4.30. Jesus. <laughs> I watched, um, and I had, I've had a bunch I of people. I take that religious thing to, to, to heart on Sunday's rest, man. I should have. I'm having a <laughs> tough time today. I had a rough time yesterday. Oh, bad weekend? I mean. I, just, I, I felt good on Friday and Saturday, and I think I overdid it a little bit. And then Sunday felt terrible, well, and today felt terrible. Do you, you had something going on, didn't you? You had a family thing going didn't you? Go we had out? a family thing. Mary's cousin has. She has this like, flamingo party every year at her house. Ah, yes. You yes, wear yes, pink, was, and you go yeah. out there. And it was a good time. We, we had a, a fun time um, going out there. The kids had a blast. And then Sunday went over to my parents' house just for dinner yesterday. Mary, uh, Virginia's taking gymnastics on Sunday morning, so Mary took her out there Saturday morning, and she had a good time then. Um, and just, you know, it was, I think, just did a little too much when I was feeling good. Classic mistake. Just overdid it on the Sunday. We had a rest on Sunday, too. Yeah, I, I didn't want to, but I did. And then today, not feeling great. But it's okay. We'll get, we'll get through it. We'll oh, be over. We'll I, be fine. I forgot. I did, as you, you are aware on Sunday, I did watch uh, the first half an hour of Josie and the Pussycats. You told me that. I don't know why you would ever think that was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, not, I don't want anybody to think less of me, but you want me to tell you why I stopped on it and what kept me on there as long as it did? Um, the girl, Rachel Lee Cook? Yes. <laughs> like, the, the second I stopped on it, it had like it was her, and man, her eyes were just so enticing. And I'm like, I'm just like, the, the, I, it took me about, I'm staring at her for about 15 minutes. Her, Rosario Dawson as well in the, in the, in the scene. I could do it without Tara Reid. Um, was like it, it, that it was it, that was the first 15 minutes and i realized i started listening to dialogue and i was like this is the worst thing i've ever heard in my life yeah it's not a good movie it's awful poor ruben i'm assuming for, that having not seen anything but the commercials when it came out 20 years ago poor ruben from uh road trips there <laughs> just i mean just wishing he'd probably died in that, in that in that car explosion at this point i mean it's how bad his role is in this movie now i watched and it's, it's funny i watched this and i had like five people recommend it to me after the fact like asked like if you've seen this i feel like you would like it i watched the woodstock documentary on netflix for I woodstock some, 99 i did well first of all 
no, it was it was the concert ninety nine. We don't ever give it that name. Well, that's what it's referring to. It's the yeah. Woodstock ninety nine concert. Horrible, just horrible. Like Woodstock ninety four was at least decent. I'd forgotten that there was a Woodstock ninety four because there's only the two stock. Woodstocks ninety four and sixty nine. That was the only two legitimate ones. I mean, I think more people remember ninety nine than ninety four because I well, I wasn't even Woodstock. It was just a. It, it was like a. It was like a. What was the one look for? It was a. A corporate shell of attempted a, a grabbing a something part from of the five years ago, and it had nothing to do with Woodstock. The only thing about it is they put Woodstock's name on it. It, it was yeah, I, I, I and, and I know it. There was all kinds of issues with oh, it's the insane. people there. Yeah, I think someone did post a video like. I think the Miz was there. Like, there's this guy yelling into the camera at some point. Probably, he's a frat dude from Miami, Ohio. It looks just like the Miz. Now, the, the documentary is fantastic. It's, I mean, is it long? It's three parts. They're all about 45 minutes, so you can watch it. I mean, you you can knock it out tonight if you want to. You probably will. <laughs> I, I just might. Yeah. It's very good. It's um, I I remember watching. So this was the summer before my freshman year of high school. Yeah. And the only part that I remember is like watching like CNN or whatever news channel was covering it after the concert was over, like all the fires and stuff, like all mm-hmm. the, the the looting going on. Accusations. I remember nothing yeah. about it. Two things stood out to me. One, just I had no idea, like you said, how corporate it was, like how much it became like a money-making adventure. And this is the guy who put it on was the same guy who put on the original Woodstock in 69. And it just it sucks that it became this, you know, they're gouging prices. They don't have water for you're not allowed to bring your own water in there it's like a million degrees they, they're selling bottles of water for like eight bucks it, it should have been called mtv 99 because that's what it really i mean mtv did it was there is mtv's desperate attempt to at putting on a live concert kind of but also like there was like the, this counter mtv thing like they target the mtv people like you forget this was like the time period where like new metal was the big deal yeah. like the headliners for the, the three nights were all like breaks like I, that was the other big thing that I'd, I'd forgotten was just how big limp biscuit was at this brief moment in time like <laughs> how big of a deal fred durst was and like bigger mistake that or with stock 99 because <laughs> well because the the headline of the first night's corn and yeah, that's they, they get yeah. everybody worked all up and then limp biscuit's the big show on saturday night and that <laughs> that's when like everything goes nuts and then Sunday night, it's supposed to be like I I didn't know this it, the red hot chili peppers are the final act but there's yeah, been this big rumor going on that there's going to be this this like after act that nobody's talking about and like there's all these rumors about it and the 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 producers of the event like know what they're doing they they know that they don't have a, a like an act lined up after the red hot chili peppers but they're fully fine with like fanning this flame no pun intended <laughs> to make sure that people stay there for the full three days so they're like you know the red hot chili peppers are our last official act uh we may have something in the works you know we're still talking about that and there's all this stuff like you know, it's going to be Prince, it's going to be Michael Jackson, it's going to be the Rolling Stones, and it's nothing. Because all those make sense to match what we've already exactly. heard. Yeah. It's nothing besides a, like a big, ho- like, like video, not even a hologram, a video of Jimi Hendrix at the original Woodstock doing the famous national, national anthem on the guitar mm-hmm. and then breaking the guitar, which sets everybody off even more. Like, sets the fires off. They're like, we took that as to mean, like, hey, burn this whole place down. And they, they kind of did. Like, <laughs> he it was, did burn his guitar at one point. It's a, it's, a, it's a wild documentary. It's a very easy watch. Like, I'd remembered some of it coming back, but, like, it was just... It's also like a snapshot of that moment in time. It reminds me of like going to like Oaks and Derby in the infield at that like period of time, like how gross things could get, or like WWF events, like just everybody asking every woman <laughs> to show like their breasts. by Vince McMahon, bait and switch it, type ending. It's yeah. very much like that whole mentality that, yeah. that, that Jerry Springer, young era, white dudes had in yeah. like late nineties, early two thousands, and you can see it was a it was a different different time. I mean, it killed it killed the whole concept of Woodstock. It really, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it, it should, you know what, I, I say that as a bad thing, but it, 
might, might be the best thing it did because you don't need to be keep bringing Woodstock. Well, back. it was obviously that they were trying, they, they, you know, they didn't have a cause to go against. Like the 69 one was the Vietnam War and like love and peace in general, anti war. Well, the concerts, because you had Monterey, Monterey Fair, I think is what it was. You had, like the outdoor concerts were became a real rage back in the late in the mid right, but I'm saying like that whole event was they, they were channeling their energy towards stopping yeah, the war I mean, and creating peace. And like this one, they tried to basically like, you know, it's we're bringing that mentality back, but we don't have anything to fight against. And so they used Columbine, which had happened four months earlier. <laughs> I don't remember that part. Like they they said this. I mean, I remember Columbine. This was going to be like the anti gun violence rally. It was and like. No, like that. Nobody cared about that. Nobody was like that. Was the whole thing with the which awful idea at the very end? The fires start because they give out a hundred thousand candles to people when Red Hot Chili Peppers is playing under the bridge as this like show of unity against gun violence, and everybody just takes these candles and starts all these fires across the place. Like, like, who would have expected that to happen, right? They ask one of the two promoters, and they're like, "Yeah," he's like, "The candle thing's all Michael. You're gonna have to talk to Michael about it." And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "That was he's the guy who put on the original Woodstock." He's like, "Yeah, that was that was well, me." Well, we couldn't get a deal on glow sticks. It was an error in judgment. Like, they, like the '94 one was like just the 25th anniversary, and it went. I mean, I, honestly, I can't remember who all played at it. Nobody can. Other Nobody remember that it existed. Other than I can tell you the two people that played at both 69 and 94, uh, but Joe Cocker and, and Carl Santana, by the way. But other than that, I mean, it went, I remember being I remember being mad as a 14-year-old wanting to go to it and not being able to. Hmm. Like, 99, I could have gone. I was like, no thanks. I'll just stay home and play Madden. I'd, I'd rather play Madden and go to that well, yeah. concert. It sounds like it was a terrible idea. This is when I, was, I was never a big Corn fan. I, I was a big Rage fan. So this, this kind of fit perfectly to have a wannabe Woodstock was like headlined by a bunch of wannabe Rage Against Machine bands like Corn and, and Limp Biscuit. I do like watching the documentary. You feel so bad for the acts that weren't like full on break stuff because like <laughs> all these kids want to do was like mosh pit and like throw stuff. Oh, yeah. It was weak mosh pit too. Because well, I was to, not. Watch. You need to watch the documentary. I know. I mean, no. I I, I did some good. I did some good mosh pitting back in the early nineties. You need by, to watch by the, the late nineties. It was kind of lamer. You need to watch the documentary. I mean, I've never seen stuff like this. Like, it's it, absolutely insane. But the like, fire thing's no new. I did that at Ozfest. You feel so bad. Trevor, okay, we get it. You're the king of Woodstock. You would have you would have owned the, the entire place in '99. <laughs> oh, you bad. would have been named the king. Bad. You would have climbed on top of the sound system. You would have gone home with uh, I don't know, Jewel. You would have been. You would have. You would have won everything. You've been great. I didn't, I didn't do Jewel. I did feel bad that it was. <laughs> they'd have all these Jewel? hardcore acts, and all of a sudden they'd be like, "And now Jewel," and they're like. It's a pretty. They're like they they talk to Jewel. They're behind. Uh, they're behind the stage. And they're like, "You're gonna get hit with stuff." Like Cheryl Crow got it pretty bad. You're, you're gonna. They're gonna throw stuff at you. And she's like, "Great." And you can tell she's like crying afterwards. It's terrible. But they're um like after the corn act on the first night. It's it's Bush and poor Gavin Rossdale going out there. And Bush is not you know light music. Well, yeah. But he's but like you know they make it. They they calm the crowd down a little bit. But you can tell he's like, "Oh my God!" Like this is going to be a tough act to follow and they have uh jonathan from corn is on there he's interviewed he's, he's he has some good insight he blames the you know they don't talk to fred durst but like they, the one guy just tries to blame the entire thing on fred durst he's like i didn't realize fred durst was such a jerk that he's gonna get the crowd going i'm like that's what you're paying him to do his top song is break stuff <laughs> it's uh well, i guess they, that's how were they doing the rolling 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 thing back no then? this is before then oh okay. no, no, no this was this was song. this was break stuff this was nookie i do like break stuff though. yeah this was uh i mean it was it's it's very it's worth watching. You'll enjoy it. A little connection there. The concert that I did, the fires were set at the Osbest I went to, was which was during when Tool was on, was actually Limp Biscuit was one of the opening bands at that concert. There you go. Of course, this was in '95. They were like the third or fourth band up. They before it was before they came out with Nookie. It was their first album, Counterfeit. What's the other song that they had at that, that time? It was like the 
Just one more fight about our leadership. <laughs> Don't remember that <laughs> This time, I'm going to let it all... I'm going to do things my way. It's my way. That's my, my way, way uh, or yeah, the that, highway. That, yeah. well, that was the uh, Rollin' Rollin' song. No, that wasn't. Well, that wasn't the same song, though. Well, no, but it was the same album, wasn't it? I just remember that one was the... Because it was the Undertaker song. Yeah, but that was the My Way. I remember they used it for WWF, the, like, the Rock versus Stone Cold. I think WrestleMania they for that promo, okay, which yeah. was like a huge deal. Well, Limp Bizkit, like I said, they, I, think, I guess they struck a deal with, struck a deal with Limp Bizkit because they used a few of his songs. That moment in time, man. Limp Bizkit was, you forget, like <laughs> Nookie took over that summer. They were the, they knocked Backstreet Boys off of Nook, number one on TRL. Yeah, was Nookie a was a little deal. earlier, too. Cause Nook, 99. Nook, Nookie was the first. Was it 99, really? Summer of 99, yeah. I always thought it was earlier than that. Because they knocked off, like, I Want It That Way was number one on that on Total Request Live for, run. like, a million days in a row, and then Nookie knocked it off. Huh. I was, I, yeah, I guess, well, I saw, like I saw something in 95, and that was before that album, so I guess it makes sense. Fred Durst is a dry guy. Um, Texas, I thought you came in the mall. I, tried to, I wanted to buy a hat. You did. Me. You said he was pretty cool. Yeah, some the lids. <laughs> Back with Red Yankees hat. I can only assume. <laughs> Texas says, I watched the Woodstock 99 documentary, and I like how it started out with, how did this go so wrong? And basically, it just ended up being capitalism and angry frat guys. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it sounds about right. That's pretty much. And poor planning. Like everything, every, the worst parts of the 80s. Poor, yeah, poor planning, <laughs> awful attitudes, and capitalism. Texas says, speaking of uh, new Metal and corn, Trevor should play uh, Adidas in honor of U of L sometime, A-D-I-D-A-S. Talking about, uh, I guess, talking about. Uh, I don't know who that is. My Adidas. Is that, that's not it's a new right metal song. Yeah, it's not a new metal song, though. No, no, it's not. Uh, Texas, I would love to have seen Trevor in the corn pit in 99. Craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I tried the last mosh pit I tried to do was when I went and saw uh, Blink-182. I feel like I'm talking in rhyme there. <laughs> <laughs> I went and saw them, I think it was 01 or 02. I swear this is not on purpose, me doing this. Uh, and Just keep going. I, yeah, and I had, we had my buddy. We had seats like in the. It was a Deer Creek. And we had seats like in the uh, seat area, but I was like, I'm seats still in the seat area. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> well done. But, but by but, great planning. But if you've been to Deer Creek, the best part's the field, the outdoor area, okay. the amphitheater. And so I love Deer Creek. I've been to so. I've been more, that's the place I've been to more than anywhere. And I was like, uh, I was like, I want to go up here. And I'm still like 21, 22. I still got some energy in me. I'm still. So young, little pep in the step of of young TK. Got the cool card in the wallet. Yeah, yeah. I'm st- I'm still hip. I'm still down. You know, ducka ducka. So I'm like, let's. I want to go up here and like hang out. With, uh, let's do some moshing. And my buddy, I remember my buddy Zach is like, oh, I'm just gonna chill down here. I'm like, ah, oh, you old man. So I go up there and like, it was the weakest mosh pit ever. Like, uh, I mean, I, I can't describe how it just, it just upset I was with the generation. I'm like it's only been that long. Like, dude, I didn't realize you were such a mosh pit connoisseur. Oh, early, early '90s. You're basically I was all a about con- the- you're you're a mosh hipster. I, you're, like these kids don't even know what they're doing. Think, this is the lamest damn mosh pit. I was. I'm sitting here like bumping into people like like excuse me. When I was like, 13 years doing? old in '91, I was moshing like circles around you kids. I mean, keep in mind, yeah, I was. I mean, I was a young pup in the early mosh pit days, but I was a big kid, so I could hang my own. By the way, uh, the only I, thing I never get to do is crowd surf because I was too big. I, I think I seventeen, real once. quickly. I think seventeen people have let us know that Corn uh, had, had a song called Adidas. That's what they're referring was to. Was it okay? Uh, thanks to everybody in the text line. I just know the bullet song, <laughs> really, by them. Freak on a leash. Yeah, they yeah. the song with the bullets going through the video. Yeah, yeah. it's a good. I like. I was not big into new metal at that point. I didn't like the like. I like that song. Corn was on an episode of Monk. They were also on an episode of South Park. That's all I can think of is that South Park mystery Halloween episode. Yes, okay, that's yeah. what it was. I was going to say, were they on Scooby-Doo, but it was, the, I bet it was, it was that South Park. Episode, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
That you know you're cool when you're on South Park and Monk. <laughs> it's like your movie combinations. No rhyme or reason to them. That's wonderful. Um, I, I can't get over it. People have strong thoughts on your mosh, mosh, mosh pit takes. Yeah, I mean mosh pits are dead, right? They don't do mosh pits anymore. Do not do them like the infield at the Oaks anymore? I remember that was a big thing I, back then. I, I mean, it used to be you get mosh pit going anywhere. Now, now I guess if you're going to get a mosh pit, it's probably going to be like. It's got to be like a real like hardcore concert. Like maybe maybe you get one going at like Louder Life or something. Hello. Hey, she's got a top hat on and a Trinity sweatshirt. Uh, great combination. You went. To, we both went to one of those. I was very confused person. I went to Trinity. You went to Western Kentucky. There you go. Yeah, she's fitting right in the show today. Uh, real quickly before we go to break here, people had thoughts earlier. What we're talking about the the savory and sweet, which I guess is the same thing, the sweet and salty <laughs> combinations. Texas says popcorn and raisinets, best combo. Never tried popcorn and raisins together. That sounds bad. Nah, I, I like both individually, but not together. I'll pass. Texas says, I like bacon on vanilla ice cream. I think Burger King did that. Ew. Doesn't sound is good. that kind of like the people who dip their fries in their Frosty? Now, that is good. Is that, are you? I, I prefer is Frosty that, by itself, but I, it is good. Does it have to be vanilla <laughs> Frosty to do that with? Or chocolate, I mean. Chocolate, I'm the original. Yeah. I would say so. Because I've had, have you had the strawberry? Everybody? No. Have not. I had it. It was okay. It was, yeah. It was, it was kind of lacking. Have not. It wasn't as good as the greater strawberry ice cream I had last night. Are you still working on that last grader's order? I've got three grader pints left. 100 bucks goes a long way. It <laughs> lasts a week. <laughs> there you go. All right. We'll take a break. When we come back, I want to get to the coaches' poll. Uh, Louisville, did they get a vote? Did they not get a vote? Uh, we'll talk about the how many p- opponents on Louisville's 2022 schedule made the top 25. And we'll also get to these anonymous coaches' quotes from Athlon from a couple of days ago. All that coming your way next here on the Mike Rutherford Show. I think you on should do a read real quick. 14. 14- are you okay? You're not ready? <laughs> oh, actually, no. Well, we will do it anyway. Reminding you guys, it's hot out there. It's very hot. If your AC goes out, there's only one place to go, one place to call. It's AirServe, the EMTs for your HVAC. Uh, they're available 24-7. Give them a call at 502-264-9662. They're focused on air quality and energy efficiency. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted in your house, they're going to make sure you're comfortable and breathing the highest quality air and making sure your house is operating at its highest possible capacity. Call them again, 502-264-9662, or visit their website, airserve.com backslash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com backslash Louisville. We'll take a break. We'll come right back and continue on here on a Monday on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. I really like this song. I was a big fan back in the day. It's a remake, isn't it? I don't think so. It might be. I just know that I only know the No Doubt version. You played this. You played. You played Lincoln Park before the break, which kind of went right in line with our new metal thing. Were they new metal, really? I mean, it was yeah. like yeah, it was. They were, they were kind of mainstream new metal. They were very. Though. I mean, their Hybrid Theory was an, a beast of an album. I know you were out of high school at that point, but like everybody in high school, I think, had it in 01, 02. Whenever that came out, it was like super pop. And like I, as somebody who did not like, like kind of like screaming music that much, with a few exceptions that I've already talked about, I was big into that Linkin Park album. I thought it was very good. 
besides like you know I listen to mostly rap and then like I guess oh, that's kind of all over the place but just not heavy metal or new metal was not not my thing but hybrid theory was great crawling I thought was a fantastic song I still do uh it was um not to go off track but it's my life was it's my remake. life was a song was a song released in 1984 by the English new wave band talk talk oh classic talk talk I just know that version I like that song I, I knew it was a remake I just had forgotten I can remember who did yeah but they, they did that I probably yeah I would have gone with that might be one of those songs like when you ask somebody more often than not they're gonna say that version opposed to the original talk talk version you think so unless they're just like a huge talk talk fan and who isn't <laughs> Take, just, I'm, I'm kind of mad at myself i could use talk talk i could use the song on talk talk when i did the uh last week bands with um double names the text line really thought that the theme was going to be new metal you th- they thought you were going along oh. with what we were talking about and then they're like not, not the small song i was expecting for the rejoin uh Texas, this isn't new me- i mean it's she was a ska group she sold out i mean yeah kind of yeah. Texas says uh hybrid theory was the second highest selling album of the 2000s decade Oh, okay. I believe that. Oh, yeah. Turns out I liked Fort Minor. That was that. Um, Fort Minor was the off, like they, the one guy who always rapped on Lincoln Park songs. Ah, okay. And the, yeah. that song famously was the, the the big our first year in the Big East, the Big East tournament that was dominated by uh, Syracuse and Jerry McNamara. They played that song a million times. Like this is twenty percent skill, fifteen percent concentrated <laughs> power of will. Remember the name was the name of the song. I remember. I don't remember the name of the song. I, just know, I know the verse. Though. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Uh, Texas says Alex Jones is reporting that Fabio Basilio's recruitment was a false flag operation manufactured by Dino Gaudio. Star <laughs> was Fabio and Dino and some throwback to the Alex Jones conversation. Oh yeah, week. I heard he got to. I heard he uh, has to write a big check. And he's got two more trials coming up too. Yeah, he's got a lot. <laughs> you gotta love those civil suits. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about the. I guess first and foremost, we'll get to the Athlon quotes in a second. But today the. A mile marker of the offseason. We've talked about the fact that we're now less than four weeks away from Cardinal football coming back. My God, it feels good to say that. Um, say it one more time. Less than four weeks to go. 26 ah, days feel like East. until U of O football is back. I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. Scott, got to be Syracuse. Just, that's all we ask, right? But one of the, the offseason mile markers is the start of the actual human polls. We have two human polls that people pay attention to. One probably more than the other. The AP, I think, is the... The creme de la creme when it comes to human polls. But uh, the coaches poll, top 25 preseason came out. I mixed those words up. Coaches preseason top 25 poll came out today. Did you say postseason or something? Preseason. I, I just I, I, I said the words in the wrong order. I was like, coaches top 25 poll preseason. But my dyslexia had me here in the right order. Well, that's good. Good for you, not great for anybody else. <laughs> the poll came out today. Do you think Louisville got a vote, at least one, or how many do you think they got? No, they didn't get top, the top 25 vote. Louisville got one top 25 vote. No. Cards got a vote. We're in the other receiving no. votes category, uh, right behind Coastal Carolina. Uh, us, Texas, San Antonio, and Florida State all received one vote. There you go. <laughs> Florida State only got one, too. <laughs> Reveal yourself, anonymous hero. I, I mean, listen, I, I'm sure to sound like a total homer. Who the hell is going to give us know. a top 25 we don't vote? Deserve it, but, but whatever. You know, we'll take it. Whatever coach it was, uh, I don't know if it was Scott Satterfield. I don't know if he's got a vote. I mean, that's a hell of a company to be in with a one-vote group. I mean, it's us, Florida State, UT, San Antonio, and who else was in there? Just those three. Oh, we, I thought you said another one. We are uh, teams that got two votes. Louisiana Lafayette, SMU, Bums. Purdue, Oregon State, Coastal Carolina. Brom, ahead of Satterfield again, man. Two votes to one. <laughs> two votes to one. The rivalry is never going to die. Um, Coastal Carolina didn't get actually more votes because they, they've got all that, that entire team coming back that, that was like 11-2 last year. I, thought it was, I think that was two years ago. when there was, It was the COVID year when they were so good. 
Oh, weren't they? Didn't they have a good year last year? I'm sure they had a good year, but they were. No, they got their quarterback back. The real good year was a couple of years ago when they were like, because they started playing before everybody else and people started paying attention. They had the so. BYU. Well, I just now remember just like the BYU game. I guess so that was two years ago, too. Yeah. Now. And I think they played one of the other undefeated teams in the their bowl game, but whatever. Uh, last year, let's see, what, were, what was Coastal Carolina? They were. Why are you letting me down, ESPN? Yes, should have gone to Sports Reference. So yeah, still very good. Eleven and two. Okay, so that's what I just said. Eleven and two. Yeah, yeah they lost. They, they lost two conference games. Um, they beat Northern lost. Illinois in the Tail Greeter Cure Bowl. Hey, it's a class bowl, bowl, uh, bowl with tradition like any other. Forty-seven, forty-one, three. I think App State was one of their losses though. App State beat them by three. Yeah, that's a, they've got the quarterback that's really good, Grayson McCall. Is he back? Okay. Yeah, he came back. He's a, he's like a fourth year senior. He's from North Carolina. He's, just two votes though. I'm, that's why I was a little surprised though, because I mean, well, but App State, didn't you say App State had two votes too? So uh, I did not say that. I don't know how many they had. I think they probably had more, didn't they? App State had ten votes. Yeah, so that's why Coastal them and Coastal. Two tough teams in that conference. Now we did this when we talked about the. Scott I guess ran the, away from that conference. He's like, I can't handle Coastal anymore. Yeah, the, the CBS <laughs> when they ranked all 130 FBS teams a few weeks ago, we mentioned how many were ranked in the top 25 and wondered how it would translate to the human polls. And today we got our answer: the exact same number. Five teams on Louisville's schedule are ranked in the preseason top 25, and the lowest ranked among that that uh, group of five is Kentucky. Once again, <laughs> the team is beating us by 50 points. Three they finished fourth in the Coastal. The evidence is, is mounting up now. <laughs> I told you I thought in the human polls Clemson would be top five. They're number four. They're the highest ranked team that we've got on our schedule as of right now. Behind them, NC State, 13th. Pitt, uh, 16th. Wake Forest, 19th. And then UK there at 21st. Of course Wake Forest is 19th. It's classic classic Wake Forest. Even the picture you sent me from you rewatching the game from 06, if you look at that picture again on the bottom ticker, it's Wake Forest ranked 22nd. Yeah, I was like, I looked at that picture you sent me the other day. I was like, wait a second, it's, is he sending me to tell me he's watching the game or that Wake Forest is in the top twenty? Forever there. <laughs> I mean, um, Miami, by the way, is ranked seventeenth. Uh, the team of the coastal. I think they're overrated. Uh, anyway, it's, it's a preseason poll. Of course, they're overrated. I know. I know Speaking of, Texas got one first place vote. They're number eighteen in the country. They got one first place vote. <laughs> Couldn't be more funny. Did they let the same guy vote twice? Who voted for us? In the I thought it was the same guy voted. Like, I think the same poll who voted Texas number one probably put us in the top 25. And if you keep them counting at home, UCF, Louisville's week two opponent, was seventh in the also receiving votes. They got 55 votes. So they're they're up there right ahead of North Carolina, who's not on Louisville's schedule but is a Coastal Division opponent. So how many how many teams on our entire schedule are got are ranked with the receiving votes considering ranked ahead of us? Are ranked ahead of us on our schedule? Well, four states, we both got right one there vote. With us, so right there. I think that's it. So I think six total. <laughs> <laughs> Scott. Scott. Got some work to do, buddy. Yeah, you better eat. Time to. I, was gonna, I don't think I can say that one. You know what? Or shut up. <laughs> Is. How mad are Kentucky fans that they're like the fourth, the, the fifth ranked team on our schedule? If Because if Louisville fans were power ranking. I don't think they, do, you, do you think they really. Do they, do they care? No, they don't care. They shouldn't care. Why would they care? We don't really care either. But if we were. Like, if we're power ranking, I think games in terms of winnability. From one being the toughest to twelve being the easiest, I think most Louisville fans are going to have at UK at the end of the season ahead of both the Wake Forest and Pitt games. Yeah, but, to say. but but the last few years is, plays into that. Yeah, for definitely. sure. I think also. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest. If I'm doing it, I've got I've got UK's second hardest game on the schedule. 
just because of what's happened recently and because it's on the road. They have that same like that mental edge over us. And the two games before were playing at Clemson and then at home against NC State, which are two of the toughest other games on our schedule. NC State might wind up being a better team than UK, but playing them at home after the Clemson game, I feel a little bit better about that than I do at UK. And also, like we've been right there, even when NC State's beaten us in recent years, including last year's game, we've been right there. Those games have been there for the taking. I mean, hell, like nobody's beaten us as bad the last three of the last four seasons as UK has. So it's understandable that we may look at it that way. And Wake, we should have beat them last year. Pitt, I know they bring a ton back. They still don't have their starting quarterback. And also, I mean, you know, I think they beat us fairly handily the last time we played, but more times than not, getting back to the Big East days, we've had our way with Pitt, um, or we've been competitive with Pitt. It's if I'm ranking those games, I feel like UK to me stands out as like the second toughest game. But I'm happy I mean, to take shots. Well, at what were the three games on the schedule that I said that there were games we should not win? It was Kentucky, Clemson, and you, I think you said Pitt. Yeah, Pitt. Exactly. Yeah, I would put Kentucky ahead of Pitt and behind Clemson. So yeah, I mean, if, if those are the three games that I determined, you know, are that we should not win, and, and that theoretically says well, you're, to me those are your three toughest games. I'm not buying NC State as number thirteen. I'm, I'm sorry, it's, 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 it's NC State. They're going to be nine and three or eight and four like they are every single year. I'm thinking if you go nine and if you go nine and four or eight and three or it'd be nine and three, wouldn't it? Yeah, if you go nine and three, you're probably you're in that probably. Like 16, 14, 17. Area. Yeah, yeah, you're probably in that area anyway. Which we should mention, top 20 teams, five from the ACC, three from the SEC. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Makes you think a little bit. I'm, I'm assuming. Should we be the Super League? I'm assuming the SEC is going to tell you, like, watch well, this because what was the old Big East? We just beat each other up. And that's because uh, so no one else gets ranked because we just beat each other up and it makes us all look bad. They've got uh, Alabama at one, Georgia at three, and then who's the third one? Um, Ole Miss probably up in there, I would think. Uh, Ole Miss is 24th. Okay. UK is 21st. The only other, <clears throat> excuse me, um, top 25 team out of the SEC is Texas A&M at 7, who I think is, uh, that's him. I, I think, mean, well, really? well, you know how I feel about Jimbo Fisher as well. So. Yeah. Who's that? And then they got the new, they got the new quarterback from LSU, don't they? Uh, Brad Johnson's kid. Max, Max Johnson. He's at A&M? I believe he transferred to A&M, yeah. I think I'll he's going to be their starter, it. if I'm not mistaken. Take your word for it. Uh, so there you go. Uh, we got one vote. We feel good. <laughs> I really need to know who voted for us. Texture says... And what's the sobriety level? <laughs> I mean, like, it's, you think this as a joke? Like, just dare, like, you did it on a dare? Like, they're sitting there filling it out, and his buddy's like, I dare you to do Louisville. Maybe. Come on, dare you, dare you. Texture says, you, you know what, or shut up. And <laughs> Texture says, you can't say put up on the radio? That's not what I was putting. That's not the word I was going to use. I know. <laughs> Texture says, Olivia Newton-John passed away. No. I can sing every word to please, Mr. Please. Let's get physical. Don't, don't play B-17. Physical. We're going to get physical. Let me hear your physics talk. <laughs> oh, that's sad. 73. Hmm. She was 73? Wow. That's sad. Very sad. Uh, Texture says, uh, damn, did Trevor... Damn, Trevor, did someone name Satterfield or Cunningham put tartar sauce on your filet of fish, comrade? <laughs> yeah. Why? Because I'm so shocked that we voted for us. <laughs> Texas bring Brom back. Don't put tartar sauce in anything. Did you see? Tartar sauce is so disgusting. Did you see last night? So the, the Dirt Bowl Championship game was happening. Yeah. Did you see? I mean, Kenny Payne was there. Was he okay? I didn't see Griff that. was there. Nice, nice. Scott Satterfield was there. Ingratiating himself into this community. One of these three is not like the other. <laughs> I like that he was there. I'll say that. I think Josh Hurd was there as well. A bunch of the current players in the U of L men's basketball team was there. Were there. I, I think it's a. It's no small thing 
to go out there and be a part of the community like that. And I think it's something that we haven't seen enough of from Scott Satterfield since he got here. I think that, and we're going to talk about this with the Athlon Anonymous coaches quotes. There's been a lot of talk that this just isn't a great fit culturally. Like he just, you know, he's not a, a Louisville guy, but getting these recruits, going out there now and being a part of the community, going to things like the Dirt Bowl, at the very least, he's attempting, he's trying, right? He's not a Louisville. Do we need to put the a Louisville man speech to see if he matches the check mark? We do not. We're not going to do that. See, see if he, he checks all the boxes. We're not going to do that. But I thought it was cool that they all showed up. That uh, is actually really cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Griff, I think he usually goes out to that thing on, on a more regular basis. So I guess I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, Kenny coming out, there's a good thing. Even seeing and Shat and Satya and, and, and Heard. I mean, it's, yeah, it's good to, good, to, good to show some care. Have you ever heard the, the Griff? Never Ars- been to the Dirt Bowl myself. Have you ever heard the Griff artist Gilmore story from the Dirt Bowl back in the day? <laughs> No, I'm assuming there was a little pickup or something. Yeah, so like you know, back in the day, the Dirt Bowl was it's still a big deal now, but it was a much bigger like you had pro athletes playing in the Dirt Bowl back in the day. Yeah, and Griff, like this story, this is like one of the, I think the biggest like lore Louisville basketball stories of all time. Like just, I think it's a big fish story. It's been like like my dad would always tell me about being there and watching this happen, and I've heard a bunch of other people saying it. And we had Griff on the old radio show back in the day and had him tell the story, and he played on a team called Chocolate City which was, like, the best, like, high school players around the area. He's 14. Like, he's an incoming freshman going into male high school. Yeah. He's 14 years old. Artis Gilmore is coming off of winning an ABA championship with the Kentucky Colonels. Yep, 75. And he's playing on this team with you know, other pros and I think some some current UofL, University of Louisville players. And they're playing it's a back-and-forth game. I think Griff said his team, which was mostly, like, 14, 15, 16-year-old kids, they got beat, understandably, but, like, they pushed these pros to the limit. And he says, Artis gets a rebound. He throws this outlet pass. Like, I see it coming, and I intercept it. So it's just me and him one-on-one. And he's like, you know, Aris is 7-1. He's like, he looks at me like this. I'm, I'm paraphrasing his words, but he goes, he looks at me like this little 14-year-old eighth-grade kid coming at him. But he didn't know that I didn't have no conscience. And like, he's like, he's like, I just go up, and I just throw him down. And, like, the whole place just stops. Like, people are like, like, I feel the ground shaking. Like, the whole game just stops. And Gilmore to this day denies that it happened. Like, like there are so many I people mean, who say that it happened. And, like, Griff himself tells the whole story. Ars like, no, it didn't happen like that. It's like it's like the story of, of, of I've heard it about Daryl. I've heard it about David Thompson. You know, put a dollar on the top of the belt, backboard, and he'll jump right. up for and leave four right. quarters. I think the LeBron camp where he got dunked on by that Xavier player, and they and Nike burned the footage. They made they, they yeah. confiscated everybody's phones a few years ago. I, I, I do remember yeah, that. that was a yeah. big story. <laughs> it ended up becoming like the Zabuda film. Or yeah, the Zabuda film, and it, it, it ended up getting out. Like one guy yeah. kept his film of it, and like it was like a whatever dunk. It wasn't like a full on. Like it doesn't, didn't sound like the Gilmore. Um, Griff Dunk. I mean, call me a homer if you want, though. But like, the fact that I saw the the picture, I hadn't seen, I had never seen it before until a year, a couple years ago. From blocking the shot, from, or going up to block the shot. Well, and I was gonna say the the picture of him from like what is it the um, it was like the Olympic trials or something because he couldn't go to Olympics. You know, thank th- thanks. Uh, he set the Jimmy world record. Carter. But uh, the the one who he's jumping over like it's in the Pan Am Games or what? It's one of those. Yeah, yeah. He's jumping. He's do, he's basically doing what Vince Carter did. 30 years earlier. Uh-huh. And like you see that picture, and I, and I think I first time I saw I'd never, I'd never heard, even heard that story, heard, seen that picture until, I mean, I guess maybe about 10 years ago when it came, started coming out on Facebook and everything. So no, seeing that and like just knowing, you know, just knowing who Daryl Griffin was and yada, 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 like does not surprise me. I, I'm not sure. Because also, artist Gil, uh, if anything, Gilmore's like any other big guy, you know, if you're, if you're a shot blocker, you're going to get dunked on a lot. Yeah, you shouldn't be afraid of it. You shouldn't be. You 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 embrace it. You're going for the block. 
And unfortunately, when you do that, you get dunked. I mean, there's a lot of, that's why you always see the clips of Sean Bradley's and Matumbo's and Ewing's getting dunked on. But, you know, you don't see the fact that for every one time they got dunked on, they probably rejected that guy five times. So I, that does not surprise me now. I would be shocked if you told me he cleared over him like Frank Wise. Or no, I don't think it was like that. Because, I mean, let's not forget, Gilmore 7-2, 7-6 with the Afro. So, I mean, he was a big dude. Now, at one point in time, Derek Griffith held the Guinness Book of World Records, like, record for the highest vertical jump did he so it's not like it's not a shocker that he would be you know didn't the bradford like owned like the texas state record i think or something when he came to us really because he had like what was the uh like a 40 like 44 inch vertical or something he had it was whatever it was it was, was insane yeah. yeah that's all i hear about when i was like i remember when i was a little kid hearing about the bradford smith vertical you know, it's how he climbed mount everest I'm trying to find the. Uh, I know I've wrote about the story in the book, and I'm trying to find the the page here to get all the details. But anyway, the Gilmore page, the Gilmore story. Or yeah, the... I, I, a chapter of mine was about that game, and I wrote about it. Uh, the okay, which you know, hey, just buy the book. I guess there you go. <laughs> is, is there an audio book version of it? I don't think so. Like, is there? Did you have a version of where you read the book to me? No. Like, my... <laughs> I'll do it in the Mickey Mouse voice. Have you ever just did... for you? <laughs> I did that. I bought like a book by uh, a writer I like, uh, a wrestling podcaster I like, named Brown Alvarez. I bought a his audio book version of the Death of WCW, and he reads it to me. Really? Yeah, he actually reads the whole book. That's cool. Yeah. So why can't you? He can do that. Why can't you? I guess I could. He wrote one of the 101 reasons things to do or whatever, but like, like he, mine, yeah. There, there's, yeah, there's one of those, there's kind yeah. of those for everything. He wrote the WWE version of it. Oh, cool. And, uh, but yeah, so I, I think you should read it. You should do an audio, you should record yourself reading your book and then send it to me. I'd have, have to update some of the chapters because some of the chapters were very quickly dated because that book came out <laughs> like the day that we got on when that came out the day that the uh, Katina stuff came out. No, no, no. This was two years later. This was so Rick Pitino wrote the forward for the book. Yeah, I remember it that. Legitimately came out the day after Rick Pitino was officially fired. At yeah. <laughs> don't say I don't have a great timing. Like and the the in the forward that he wrote too like. Well, it, it ends I, with him talking about how, like, his relationship with Tom Church and how, like, we're going to be together for a long time. We'll probably go out together on our own terms. Like, like that like, again, you could not make that up. I mean, the book, because in the book, like, 101 things about yeah. little, you should make it, like, 101 plus one, but Tino gets fired. <laughs> you have to be, like, 101 plus, like, 17. Late. The FBI and Brian Bowen Sr. You'd have to if you had to re, if you rewrote that book now today. You would take out like how many things would you replace out of it with what's happened in the last five? Six? Well, all like so many of them would need updating. Like George's chapter would need updating. Patino's yeah. obviously would need yeah. updating. Um, the Mac era would be a cha- would be a chapter, would it not? Maybe, yeah, probably not. Um, Petrino would have to be updated because Petrino, this was like his chapter was written immediately after the Lamar Jackson Heisman season. <laughs> so it's you know it, it's a tale of like at that point in time it's a tale of like redemption. If someone seriously read that book today, they'd be like, this guy's on crack. I know, like it's it, it ends abruptly, and I I kind of I, I kind of told them. So I guess the worst timing for a book. It's ever. awful. So I got a, people have asked you know are, would you ever write another book? And I got approached. I actually had signed a contract with um, the History Press. Like this was during the this was before I started doing the radio show. And they wanted to do this history of Louisville basketball was the theme. So, okay, cool. And I kind of do at one point, like the pandemic then started, I lost the radio job and I was like, I didn't have time enough because I'm watching Virginia all the time. And uh, like, I also was like, job, you didn't have time. I mean, it sounds like, yeah, I mean, I have opposite, but okay. well, I mean, I, I ended up not being able to work because, you know, we, we didn't have childcare for those That's several true. months yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, it was on lockdown. So that was when I was supposed to start writing it. And 
I also was like, after thinking about it for a while, I'm like, I have no idea how to end this thing. You know, we're still in the midst of the NCAA stuff. Like, what's a... Well, it doesn't make you feel better. It's still not, there's still no ending. Exactly. Like, I could have written this book a year ago, and imagine the ending in, like, 2021. Like, how would you even, you know, do you end it with just the, the Patino stuff, and, like, that's the end? Like, and, like, we'll see about the future, or do you try to... Because the Mac era, and at that point in time, was still a very much of an uncertainty, and there's no... We still don't know how the NCAA stuff's going to end. Like, I mean, today, I guess you would just be like... The last chapter would be like Kenny Payne getting hired, but I then it'd just be like dot dot dot. Exactly. Like continued. by the time it gets published, a million different things could have happened. It was just like you know we weren't in a place where of stability. I was like, I don't even know how I would end this thing right now, or how I would even go about writing. Like I need more details to even write the Patino chapters at this point. But um, so th- that was put on hold. But hopefully, some point, someday, we'll get there. <laughs> well, I mean, at least like the the Jeff Wall stuff was somewhat okay. I mean, well, they want men's basketball, which I had to fight for that with the hundred one things too. Like. The outside view of Louisville still is very much a. How can you name 101 things and not include at least some of the non? I had to fight for it. Like they wanted, so this was their original, like like it's 101 things that they they gave me this template, and they said 100 chapters, 80 men's basketball, 20 football, and I was like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I, I was like, there has to be some women's basketball stuff in there. I need some. Ba- I need at least like one chapter dedicated to Dan McDonald. I want to get some other stuff in there. And they were like, okay, we'll work with you all a little bit on that. But, like, that was their original proposal. It was like, we want 80 chapters on the men's basketball and, like, 20 on football. Was it easy fun coming up with 80, 80, 80 moments, I guess? No. I thought it was going to be. And I, I don't think that doesn't seem easy. I once mean, I got to, like, the list, like, I was like, you know, I've written about so much of the stuff. So much of it will just be, like, I'll just tweak a few things here and there. And that'll be a chapter. That'll be a chapter. And, like, once I got to the 60s, I was like, oh, my God. I've got no idea how I'm going to finish I don't even think, yeah, I don't even think I'd do half. Of, I mean, I can't, off the top of my head, maybe think I have 40, 45 things. Yeah, I had to get a little creative. But. <laughs> what was the most creative one you did? <sighs> Other than maybe the story of artists getting dunked on by. I mean, that was a good one. Yeah, it's true. But I ended up having some, like, personal. Can you really personal... make a chapter about that, though? I mean. Yeah, because oh, everybody wanted to talk like, about it. Can you? I did. I did. You can go read it. Because uh, it was also, like, a little bit with the dirt bowl tied in, like, the L ties there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there was, like, I had wrote about one about, like, me. <laughs> like this experience I had playing pickup ball with Troy, Troy Jackson when he was around during a snow day. That, that is in consideration of the 101 things you need to know about Louisville sports. Yeah. Is that that the Troy au- Jackson was awesome. Is the author ever played a one-on-one game? I didn't play one-on-one. <laughs> we played pickup together. Escalade. I don't escalate. I had uh, yeah. My Troy Jackson moment is uh, I can't remember the exhibition game we were playing. And he went to go block somebody's shot. And he like the guy went out went went down and he fell on top of the guy's leg. And I just remember thinking, that poor human being. That's like that's the worst. Like he's he just got rejected by Troy Jackson, and the worst thing is Troy Jackson fell on his leg afterwards. Texas is having a rough day. Texas intro videos, book forwards, stay away from the football team. You're not wrong. <laughs> I just love how I mean, there's so well. We'd love to talk about Jeff Walls' history in basketball, but we got to bring in Troy Jackson chapter. I mean, yeah, it was it was like <laughs> like pulling teeth to be like tell them like, hey, we have a pretty good U of L women's basketball team, and Pete Louisville fans will care about. It. They're like, well, I don't think anybody's gonna care about that. I'm like, well, I think they will. Like, I also think I would know a little bit more than you, somebody who I don't think knew that we had a football team when you uh, sent me this book proposal. I mean, the baseball team. I mean, yeah, it wouldn't have a whole lot, but I'd still even at least include the the early '90s team that led like the second nation home runs or whatever. Yeah, I didn't have that on there. I'm had, sure you couldn't get. We had one item to do. I, I did mean. Dan McDonald, and I think I did something about maybe the 07 team crashing the World Series. Yeah, you should have the. You should have a few. There, there should be at least five baseball stories in there. Texas is a coworker of mine was Artist's neighbor. He said Artist was a big kid. He had a court in his backyard and would have the kids over to play ball. The only rule was Artist could take a three pointer. 
Yeah. Uh, my dad wrote a book about Urs Geller back in the day. So I met him a bunch of times when he was in town. And like one of those guys, I mean, I'm like 10, 11 years old when this is happening. So, but even now, like looking at him, like you shake his hand, he's like your, your hand just like gets enveloped by his. It's unbelievable, which I guess you should expect when it's a 7 2 athlete. But <laughs> it's a monster of a man, yeah. Yeah. Texas, the biggest news coming out of the Dirt Bowl yesterday has to be the finals, right? It was Newburgh versus East End. East End teams got to be from Hayes Kennedy Park, right? I had no, so that was, I couldn't find anything else about that. I tried to find out like who was on the teams that won, like how the game went, anything, yeah. and it was just like videos of Mayor Fisher tossing up a like a celebratory first tip, and then pictures of like Kenny Payne and Griff and um, like when they, when I watched the thing on the news about it, all they did was brag about how there was no like shootings. Yeah, well, like well, because there was one a couple weeks ago. When yeah, I know, and I'm like, that's now. good, but I mean, there's, can we talk about something else about it? I mean, yeah, tell me who won. Yeah, I'd like to know. Something. Yeah, we're right. There's no shootings. Congratulations. I'm like the Chris Rock thing. It's like, you want to be rewarded for something you shouldn't do? Texas is really excited for you all to watch the 2001 ECU game. If you thought 2006 was different than 2001 football, it's a completely different sport. I didn't. I, I'm excited I, for that, too. I did. Like I said, I, I think I told you this before we came on here. It wasn't on the Up the Ashes or From the Ashes. But it's on YouTube. It is on YouTube. Okay. Uh, we get Kurt Herbstreit again. Nice. We get Lee Corso in the in this one. He's doing the plays. This is uh, before he went to bed early by 2006. That's your reminder. Uh, Friday, a rewinder segment in the second hour, we're going to be doing the 2001 Louisville-East Carolina game. So between now yeah. and Friday, watch that game. We're going to talk about it. We'll have a good time. We'll hope this broadcast has commercials in it, too. Yeah, we will. We're uh, talking 21 years ago. This is going to be good. I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. Also, quick reminder, uh, tomorrow, this time exactly, 4 o'clock, Al Snow in studio, talking a little OVW. We'll have Trevor pick his brain about wrestling stuff still, as well. So I haven't watched OVW Saturday night. i got to watch it. got to watch it. And then Wednesday, we're at live at Jim Patterson Stadium getting ready for the uh, the Homies Kickball Tournament, Celebrity Kickball Tournament. They announced the rosters. A lot of Louisville stars, a lot of Louisville athletes are going to be there. Jack Harlow is going to be there. We'll be doing the show there. And then I'm probably going to try to avoid making a scene, umpiring the games uh, from afterwards, I guess 6 to 9.30. Make it out to Jim Patterson. Until I run on the field. And- Until Trevor runs on the field and just takes the ball. <laughs> I'm just going to grab it and run away. <laughs> More of a mild walk. Calm down, Greg. It's soccer. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll hear from Jenna. What are going to do if I grab the ball and start walking? Like walking away, you probably get tackled. He's gonna look. He's gonna look at me, being like, "It's not gonna go well for are you." Are we supposed to chase him? He's not running. <laughs> he's, just, he's walking casually he's, with him. He's walking like he just walked right by us. I mean, do we really have to tackle him? Can we just walk up to him and take it back? He's just strutting around. Uh, we'll go to break. We'll come back. Jenna, we'll hear from her. Uh, we'll also talk about these Athlon quotes. Uh, that'll be hour number two. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Monday on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. Most upbeat song with the saddest lyrics of all time. It's up there. For mom and dad, for sticking two together, because we don't know how. I guess I just never listened to the lyrics as much. In my head, said Andre 3000 said it. Y'all don't want to hear me, you just want to dance. He said it. You don't want to hear him, you just want to dance. I, the only reason I think of that, I mean, the only lyric I can think of is the Polaroid picture. That's, well, that's the like, whole that's, point. That's what he's meant. That's that's like, you don't, you don't want to actually listen to what he's saying, you I just mean, want to dance. It's, it's a great song. 
It's a great take, album. Take it like a Polaroid picture. I, I mean, love it's Outcast. a good album. It's not oh, a, it's a great album. Not the best Outcast album, though. Quimini? I'm always an AT Aliens guy. Uh, I'm an Aquamanite guy. Yeah, I feel like you drew. You, um, I think we've had this discussion. You're always like, everybody's usually one of the two. Like, no one's picked, no one, no one's picking, like, was that was a double album, a Speaker Box and something. Love the Love Below. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's that's third, right? I mean, it's yes. going to be always third behind either. I mean, I love all of them. Would you put it above AT Aliens in your own mind? No. Okay. So you go, you go AT Aliens second in that. Yes. And I'm the other way around. Yeah, I'm first in, in that one. Yes. Uh, Jenna's here. Jenna, how are you? I'm good. She's rocking the WKU hat. Her voice is a little bit hoarse today. Yeah. Uh, big weekend, apparently. No, Jenna. it's been like this since Friday, but it was a lot worse. She went partying so, all weekend, apparently. You know, I wish that was my weekend, but it wasn't. So. Did you go partying at Trinity and then the Western? Is that where you got the, the standard the progression? Swag, yeah. uh, I got the Western hat when I was at Western, and uh, I got this pullover from Goodwill. thank you (laughs) also super random real quick but did you know that olivia newton john died we talked about it yeah we did yeah i wasn't listening yeah it's okay it's not no problem sorry very sad she she had breast cancer for 30 years Uh, she she really didn't know that passed at 73 legend of greece and i mentioned uh please mr please still banger she was also on glee for an episode that's how Jenna knows her. That's not how. It's very Trevor. It's just like funny. you know her from like like Trevor knows things She's on from. Glee. I didn't know. If it was like referenced on one episode of one random TV show, he's like, "That's how I know uh, the it's man true. who tried to assassinate Grover Cleveland." Like well, that's how that's how I know that. That's not how I know her, but it stuck in my head that uh, she danced alongside Jane Lynch, and it was just really funny to watch. There you go. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Thanks. I always thought she was related to Libby, Libby uh, Elton John. She's not. <laughs> I always thought it was his daughter when I was a kid. What? <laughs> there you go. Well, it's because Olivia Newton-John, Elton John. I was like, <laughs> strong start at the four o'clock hour here. Uh, we, we didn't have the internet, people. <laughs> R.I.P. to Olivia Newton-John. We love you. The Mike Rutherford Show remembers. All right, let's talk about the uh, these anonymous quotes that came out. I know this is a, a couple days old, but we haven't talked about anonymous. this on the show, and I didn't see it. And this uh, Athlon does this every year, where they ask coaches in every conference to speak anonymously about the other teams in their conference, and. Maybe most famously, at least for us, was the quote from, I think, going into the 2017 season when a coach basically railed on Lamar Jackson and was like, you know, Deshaun Watson will be a, a pro. Like, Lamar Jackson will never be an NFL starter at quarterback because he can't read defenses, he can't throw the ball. And then Lamar heard from someone. I mean, someone was, this, was this in 17 or last week? This was going into 17. Yeah, I still hear, I'm still hearing it. Give me an allegedly. Well, the only thing that's changed has been, like, the, the comment wasn't that he's not going to win a Super Bowl or he's not going to be a good quarterback. It was that he'll never start a game in the NFL as a quarterback, <laughs> which looks stupid in hindsight. And Lamar was told by somebody within the UofL athletic department that it was the Wake Forest coach. Mm-hmm. And I think that he took that to mean Dave Clawson when – what I think actually happened was it was a Wake Forest assistant because if you look at the teams that Lamar had played – it was somebody who had said that they had played Lamar in both 2015 and 16, and it was easy to like to, to weed some team outs because Lamar didn't start every game in 2015 when Kyle Bolin was there, and then in 2016 there was like a couple of of teams that he had played twice but he didn't play well against, and the one so that was Wake Forest. It was like the only team that you had a coach that could say something about him, and I think what actually happened was it was an assistant, somebody, somebody. At UFL, got the wrong idea and just assumed it was the head coach. Told Lamar, Lamar said, put it out there, and then Dave Clawson got all pissy and was like, "It was not me. I promise it wasn't me." Like, Wake Forest <laughs> always having problems with leaks. I always, swear. always, they cl- cl- chronically. Um, so here are the quotes this year that anonymous coaches made about Louisville, and this is forewarning. It's not effusive praise. It's not. Correct. It's not a glowing <laughs> review of the current state of Louisville. So athletics. you're telling me they didn't. They didn't go to the guy who gave us the one vote. 
No. The, the, <laughs> the guy who voted his prison in top 25 might not have been an ACC anonymous coach. I don't think he's involved coach. in this. Uh, the first quote. It's win now time. Other than Georgia Tech, this is the job that people think is going to come open in the league. You watch the coaching and player turnover stack up, and it seems like they've drifted from what made Scott Satterfield successful at Appalachian State. Second quote. Offensively, he's still going to be calling the plays, so I'm skeptical how different things are going to look like with Lance Taylor as the offensive coordinator. They don't seem settled on what they want to do with Malik. It's hard to figure out their identity, but it's also hard to see what they want to want what they want it to be. Third quote. Defen- that, that is completely wrong, by the way. It, it, a lot of these quotes are like that. Makes no sound. We could go back. We'll go back to it. Go yeah, on. a lot of these quotes just like they're kind of like that. Like I, I get being critical, but they're the wrong kind of critical. Uh, this one, not that much. Texture says, or <laughs> Coach says, Texture says, it's in my brain now. Third quote, <laughs> defensively, they're very average at best. They don't pressure much. They don't have anyone up front who bothers you. What? No, well, I mean, that's... Going into this year, that's been the case. I mean, of the three, that might be the most accurate. For sure. We, we haven't pressured enough. We have not gotten a good push yeah. on the defensive line in the first three years under Brian Brown. I think that's fair. Fourth quote. Probably the thing that jumps out most is how much they've worked the portal in both directions and how different that is from what Scott uh, came from at, Appala- at Appalachian State. Even as a G5, they had a system of developing guys, building a very specific culture, and the last few years it seems like they're always scrambling to rebuild that roster and define themselves. Is that a compliment? No, I think he's saying that like what worked for Scott at App State, he wasn't able to duplicate at Louisville, and now they're just trying like some scrambling. Some and, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean he's always scrambling. I feel like it's not a compliment. Plus, they they work the portal both in and out. Like, are they just saying that we're just letting the people are just leaving us in, in 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 groups and we're trying to bring them back, replaced in groups? Kind of. I mean, I think that they're. That's not a good thing, right? Referring. Well, yeah, I don't think it's a praiseworthy quote. I think he's, okay, I think good, it's a critical yeah. quote. I think he's talking about all the guys that have hit the transfer portal uh, from the program, which is probably overblowing it a little bit because you lost Jordan Watkins and Tyler Harrell are are big losses. But besides that, the guys who have left have mostly left because they were second or third on the depth chart. Um, but. Turnover, turnover. Yeah, but the guys we brought in also came in because they, they left the school or they were second or third on the depth Pretty much. Chart. Besides, I think, well, not really. I mean, I, I think Jermaine Lole was going to start. MJ Griffin would have started at Temple. They were mostly guys trying to take a step up I will in, take, yeah, those in two, class. Yeah. yeah, and then the I mean, Tyler Hudson, D. Wiggins, um, all those guys. Last quote. I think the school and the head coach figured out that they're not a great fit for each other a while ago, and there hasn't been a way to create a break yet. He's tried to get out, and it didn't work. And there have been issues at the school that have probably brought him, uh, that probably bought him some time up until now. Unless they surprise a lot of people, this feels like the end. Well, that person doesn't know Scott well because if that was the case, he wouldn't have begged to keep his job this year. It also doesn't feel like like. I, I mean, there's and I know some truth to it, but not not entire. I know it's anonymous coaches, and they're not probably paying attention to the the, the ins and the outs of every other program, and they're just like a it's like a peripheral view and. All that stuff, but Agreed. to just say, like, if if Louisville goes seven and five this year or six and six this year, and just say, well, that's got to be the end for Scott Satterfield, you're not analyzing the situation correctly. And we've talked about it a million times on the show. We don't need to get into it, but the recruiting class has changed a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think I think six and six Satterfield probably is safe for another year. Seven and five, I think he's certainly safe. Whether or not you should be is a different discussion. But if you're a coach, basically saying, look, the standard for Louisville in the last twenty years has not been six or six and seven or seven and five, and that's what Satterfield has gotten you through three years. And if he does it again this year, he's definitely gone. You're not really paying attention to what's happening here. And I think that's what you see with a lot of these quotes. Like you said, the, yeah, the, the second quote, the guy talking about, like, they don't seem subtle on what they want to do with Malik. It's hard to figure out what their identity is and also what they want. Well, no, it's not. That's the most ignorant thing you could say. I mean, 
th- 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 there's no subtlety to what we want to do with Malik and what this offense is doing. Right. And the offense is. I mean, it's as on the nose as you can get. And also, like, if you're going to if you're going to criticize what's happened over the last three years at Louisville, the offensive side of the ball should be like the fourth or fifth thing that comes up. Yeah. The offense has been fine. I mean, the guy that did the defensive quote, that was maybe the most accurate one that you read. It was, and it was quick. And it was, but to say, yeah, we that we don't know how to use Malik or we, we don't know we have an identity and offense. No, that's the complete opposite. I mean, that's, are, are they sure they're looking at Louisville, not like Louisville-Denver? Like, I mean, like Louisville-Mississippi? I mean, do they sure they're looking at University of Louisville? It's interesting that that's the, the mindset of some of the other coaches in the league. And again, these aren't people who are paying, I think, attention to the, the daily happenings at Louisville and that have their finger on the pulse of what the fan base they thinks. They Louisville's in the ACC. But all these people essentially are thinking, like, if he doesn't get it done this year, if they don't have a dramatically successful season, that's going to be the end. Like, he's going to be – he is like, the second most likely coach in the ACC to get fired. I think maybe that's true if they go, like, 4-8, and eight, maybe 5-7. and seven. I think Josh Hurd then has a difficult decision to make. I mean, who else in the ACC is probably on a hotter seat than, than, than Sat, regardless of how the season goes? Which is the, the tech coach, I think, is the only one um, whose name escapes me, but they've had a terrible record. It doesn't matter. He's not we looked it up the last time we talked about this, and I forgot again. I mean – He's like nine and thirty-four. Or yeah, and he's probably and you're right. <laughs> it's probably worth getting you fired, even at Georgia Tech. Jeff they, Collins. Yeah, that's it's so the G E O F F, right? He's yeah, he's a G off. Yeah. Uh where did he come from? Thanks for asking me a question while I'm taking it. I know, I know I get through it on <laughs> you. Awkward silence. Um where was he before? He was he at came, Temple. Okay. For just two seasons. Yeah, you took him for Matt Rule, I believe. You're correct. Yeah, um and then yeah, I rolled that train. So, but other than that, I mean, other than that, is there anybody? I mean, Louisville's second hottest, right? Regardless of kind of where we're going this season. I mean, obviously Pitt's safe, like Fork's safe. Duke's got a brand new stays. coach. Jeff Halfley is doing good things at Boston College. They feel good about him. They're comfortable there. Miami's comfortable. Well, Norvell, we brought it in Florida State. He'd be the other one. He's right there. It'd be him, or it'd be yeah. <laughs> he's he's just like in the well, polls. It's us and him receiving a vote. And I think Dino Babers too. Babers would be on the hot seat for sure. Yeah. They haven't been good the last few years. <laughs> yeah, I still can't believe Bayer's still there, to be honest with you. So those, I think those four definitely are on the hot seat. I, I put probably Satterfield at, like, I think I put him third. Just because I think the standards are higher at Florida State. And it's, like, I think, it's, it's like a who's who. Of the, and then we all play each other the first, like, three weeks of the season, too. Well, this, <laughs> Somebody wrote that from Someone's Syracuse. Someone's not making it out of the first month. Like, Syracuse's <laughs> schedule, they had that. We read the thing last week about the USA Today wrote the coaches who need, who most need to have the, the a, a solid first month. Remember that? Yeah. And I think... All of Syracuse's are three of their first four opponents in that month are all on that list. Like Syracuse has a chance to ruin everybody's life, basically. Is the, the and also if you know Babers doesn't get done, so Syracuse opens up with Louisville. They play then UConn, then they got Jeff Brom at Purdue, and they've got uh, Virginia, who also is kind of yeah. They've had so all, they're looking at one and three possibly. If that, I mean they'll beat UConn. Yeah, they should beat UConn. Does. Yeah, but they're, they they probably have no reason to beat Purdue or Virginia. They shouldn't, but crazy stuff happens. Uh, Texas says the funniest thing about the quotes, whether true or not, in people's heads, Louisville is scum, and you all can't handle it. I don't think that. I don't think that that's so dumb. aggressive. Oh, it's it's, it's angry guy. <coughs> why does he listen? I don't know. Yeah, I, better question is why he's so angry all the time. He's, he's just. He's just I mean, happy. it could just be like a heckler. I mean, does, does he need a hug? But there's, like, I mean, there's nothing in those quotes that says like they're scum. Does he want a friend? Three I mean, hours a day is a lot of time <laughs> to devote. It's a lot to just bullying someone. I think Indiana Larry well, is Jenna's no, biggest I, fan. I, yeah, he, he actually <laughs> wears Jenna earlier today, and then was like, "Yeah, Jenna's back." All <laughs> his last four texts are just all about Jenna. Thank you. He's just happy that you're on. Indiana Larry Appreciate loves it. you. Texas, are, do these anonymous coaches? Do any of them have the initials TK? <laughs> <laughs> 
Which one would have been mine? The defensive one? The defensive one. Yeah. You would have been way harder, though. You would have just been like, <laughs> bum. The defensive coordinator is the worst coach in America, and everybody knows it. That would have been you. I wouldn't even have been anonymous. I'd, I'd have put my initials, hidden my initials Signed in the, uh, yeah, I would have just, I would have hidden my initials in the statement just so you could figure out who it was. Texas, and this is a, a, a good point. I mean, what team in 2022 in college athletics isn't working the portal? Everybody is. There's turnover everywhere. Like the stats are Clemson. Well, they're losing. They're losing guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're well. just not bringing any guys in. Texas, the angry guy is T.J. Walker's burner phone. <laughs> I think it's Roush. <laughs> or Scoots. Roush pointed out, by the way, going back to the. Is there any other team not doing the portal really, other than Clemson? I mean, no. Everybody is. You have to. George is, George is on the more negative end, though, because I feel like they, they've lost more guys than they've, they've added. Because well, they, they don't need to add guys. That's yeah, true, if yeah. You have, I mean, if you're Georgia— Even Alabama's now stealing guys. They're I mean. stealing guys, but they're like—it's few and far between. They don't have to do what Louisville does, and it's for obvious reasons. They don't—you know, when you have 25 like kids that are all five- and four-star recruits in your class every single year, you mm-hmm. have depth that, you know, cool. You're, the, you're a five-star guy who's a second-string— Offensive tackle, and you want to go somewhere else? Cool. We've got like three of you waiting in the wings. We're going to be okay. But they have gone to wide receiver with Williams and, and Harrell the last two years. They have, and their their running back also is a transfer from somewhere. Is it? Goodness <clears throat> gracious! I know you guys are both rubbing off on me. I don't know what's going on here. We're all just this is just what my voice sounds like. People, well, you're what, not usually this. I'm raspy. not that bad. What, my voice not that raspy, is it? You've coughed a bunch though since you've been in here. Oh, I do that every time because you don't give me a damn button to, to mute myself in there. I can hide it. Well, you, you don't give me a mute button in here. Yeah, problem. but I, I'm the one who's a pack of cigarettes a day, right and left-handed. You're, you're and whose good. fault is that? Well, I need a mute button. The, the good people at Marlboro. We'll get we'll get the mute button when we get the camera. <laughs> when the YouTube cameras go in, we'll get the mute buttons in here. Texas says, yeah, Bama's starting running back is from Georgia Tech, and all their starting receivers are transfers. Good Lord, they took a Georgia Tech guy. <laughs> hey, Georgia Tech knows. If they know one thing, it's running game. I know the receivers seem to be the one position they keep going after now, but I think it's just because they, so, they lose them in such big quantities. Yeah. I mean, the last few years, Alabama's produced, what, like six NFL first-round picks at wide receiver. It's, it's pretty unreal. Now, I wanted to mention this, and I, I forgot to the last thing. When we were talking about the coaches' poll, the preseason coaches' poll that came out today, I would have been, I would have lost money on this bet, but Roush said the U.K. is number 21 in this coaches' poll. Yeah. It's the only time, first time, they've ever been ranked in the preseason coaches' poll, which really? has been around since 1991. Oh, well, now you say that, then it makes sense. It makes sense, but, like, I still am surprised that it hasn't happened like, I could have seen them. If you had if said, like, guess when they would have been, and I would have said, like, 77 or 84, maybe, were, were good, good years. But, I mean, like, before, since 91, if you're, since 91, I mean, what other options would they have? Like, oh, was it the, it the one good Rich Brooks year with, uh, was it 07 or whatever? 07. I would have guessed, like, maybe one of the Tim Couch teams maybe would have gotten some love. But no. 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 I mean, they were still 500 teams. I mean, last year probably would have been like the safest bet, honestly. I mean, Couch's three years, not including the year they had to run the option for Bill Curry. I mean, I don't think they'd ever won more. They only went 7-5 and five every year. Yeah. I mean, they were never really. They had hype. Yeah, they had hype. I mean, the I mean, the, the, their, their claim to fame is getting within 21 of Florida. How, well, they beat Bama one year. I remember that. Yeah, in the double overtime Bama game. Yeah. yeah. They beat sad. LSU one time when he was there. Did they beat LSU? Well, LSU, that was when they had, like, Jerry Denardo right. or whatever. They were, LSU was bad. It's just it, Alabama had a losing record. I'm just them. saying, like, preseason polls, though. Like, you typically think that, like, if you have – because they've had some stars over the years, some some names that have been big-time college guys. You would just assume that at least one point in time there would have been a season where people thought they would have been top 25 caliber, even if they didn't end up panning out to be. I mean, we've been 
I mean, what how many times would you venture to say that we've been preseason top 25 in the coaches? Since 91? Since 91. It has to be uh, double digits. Um, it, that's, I don't know if I'd say it had to be double digits. I'd say between 5 and 10. I mean, think about it off the top of your head. Like, 02, definitely yes. Well, I could see it's 91 being in there because coming off the Fiesta Bowl win. Maybe. I mean, that would be a shot. I mean, senior year, but I mean, it's like recently. O two, we absolutely. I know we were seventeen in the AP poll because it was the highest ranking in program history at that time. Yeah, and we lost. O four, we were. O five, we had a lot of love going into that season. O six, yeah. we definitely were. O seven, even though we sucked, we were very hyped preseason. Yeah. Um, twenty twelve, Teddy's junior uh, sophomore season, we were ranked preseason. Twenty thirteen, we definitely were. Twenty fourteen, we definitely were. Twenty fifteen, I'm not sure. Twenty sixteen and seventeen, we definitely were. That's ten right there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like there's probably some more. Like the 90s we may have had, like that Jeff Brom senior season, maybe preseason. I don't – I mean, I can think, like I said, coming off the Fiesta Bowl year maybe, but outside of that I can't think of any others in the 90s. Yeah. We were. We I mean, we had some low 90s. Yeah. We, we, I mean, we weren't horrible, but, I mean, we were just – we were, well, kind of like where we are now. Yeah, you're telling me. Because <laughs> we don't have Marty Lowe out there at quarterback. Texas last year an anonymous coach said Sad is trying to do what he did at App State. Now he's not doing it. That, that was like I remember the quote, the quotes last year. I have to pull them up to remember exactly what they said. But the gist of them was kind of like he's trying to install the same type of culture at Louisville that he installed at App State, and like they're doing the same types of things and recruiting the same types of players, and it's just not working here. And now a year later, it's like, well, they're not doing enough of what he did correctly <laughs> at, at App State. Yeah, you know, it's just well, like, App State's ranked ahead ahead of us. Well, technically, yeah. <laughs> no, they, they are officially. Texas angry man's definitely not Roush. He's a local fan. That's true. Texas Dave Anonymous Clawson can go right to hell with those comments. Did he not see Coach Saddy Satterfield at the Dirt Bowl last night? Yeah, I'm telling you, Sat's a man of the people now. He's Chillville. Yes, he he's Chillville. He, he he looked a little uncomfortable in the picture. I, I, I picture I picture him just going around the country like I uh, watched season three of watching Khaleesi go around through the uh, Slavers Bay and stuff. <laughs> he like supporting Satterfield walking around <laughs> Texas regarding the anonymous coach's comments I feel like it should be said that Stephen Godfrey put these quotes together for Athlon in early spring and read these on Split Zone Duo's Patreon podcast back in March I feel like a lot has changed since then when it comes to transfers in 2023 recruiting just saying maybe the quotes would be different today if, that's a great point there's though. a lot there though plus I, the I'm big thing to know is the Godfrey, I, I, my mind went to like Doug God, uh Gilbert Godfrey. Stephen Godfrey worked with him at SB Nation. Uh, he, if that's true, if that's the case, then yeah, that does change. If these were quotes that were collected in March, a lot's changed between now and then. Because I would have oh, said yeah. the exact same thing after the season, like you know, January, February, March, before this recruiting run started, I would have been like, yeah, yeah. Fe- but which one of those feels quotes like the beginning? Really, of the, end's I mean, the, the deepest one still stands now in March. It does, but we didn't get we didn't have Jermaine Lowe. I think he helps a lot. Yeah, but that's still kind of. I mean. I could see where, unless you're a Louisville fan or following Louisville, you probably, or you're an Arizona State guy, you don't really realize that's... No, but it makes sense to say, like, a lot of these things, I think, were kind of like reflections of the 2021 season as opposed to looking ahead. And it does make sense a lot more knowing that they were collected in February and March, reading them. Because it just, I don't know, they, they all seem like things that we would have said ourselves about the team and the, and the state of the program coming off of the Air Force and UK losses. That we probably maybe wouldn't be saying right now. Um, well, the offense wouldn't maybe, I guess. But Yeah, I mean. I still don't think that sounds true, though. I don't either, but still. Texas, taking Clemson and UK out of it, who would you rather beat? NC State, Pitt, or Wake? Pitt. I kind of want to beat Pitt. I'm, 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 we've lost, what, three or four row to them? You know what I'm going to say. You're going to say NC State. I'm going to say Wake. 
Oh, yeah, you're right. You I hate Wake. Wake. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with Wake. After last year, I want to beat Wake more than any of those. Other I think Pitt will be the best team out of that three, uh, even though I mean, it's the state's highest We've lost, ranked. like, what, three or four in a row to them, I think? I think we've lost two. Because we played them. And we, we lost them in 2020, and we lost them last year. We lost. Did we play them in 2020? I guess I forgot. Yeah, because that. That, that was the game where they put nine guys in the box on Hawkins. Okay, well then, because we definitely lost to them, I think, in like in Lamar's last season here. We played, they were our coastal opponent, and they beat us. Okay. So that would be three in a row. God, that's I mean, we've lost three in a row. They always kind of had our number when Charlie was here too. They gave us even yeah, when they didn't beat us. They, played us, they yeah, played us a lot. I'm, kind, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying it's a robbery of any time, but I'm kind of getting kind of ready to beat them. I'm He's getting, fed up. Yeah, thank you. I'm getting a little <laughs> frustrated over here. They've won. You they've, wouldn't like me when I'm angry, people. They've won two straight over us. I was only been two. They beat us in 2020 <laughs> and then 2015. I think it was Lamar's freshman season when we played in the Coastal. So we we just played them. So we haven't lost them since we went on since 14. We haven't beat them since, in over six years. We, well, we only played them once. That's not the point. <laughs> we beat them in 2012. What I say still stands true, does it not? We beat them in 2012, um, and then they beat us in 2015 and 2020. The COVID year, they beat us by three in that game. I forgot about that game. We Ten that years game. since that we sucks. beat them. I mean, we've... Ten years. Twice. Ten long years. Now, they had beat us four in a row before that, before that win in 2012. But we had beaten them seven in a row before that. So we've lost five out of six to them, or six we out have, of seven. We so have it. technically lost um, six out of seven to them. You hate Pitt. I hate Pitt. You hate Jeff Greer. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Greer's an evil man. <laughs> Texas, this was on three, not Athlon with these comments about us, right? No. You'd think it was on three, but it was, it was this was Athlon. They're just collecting. Maybe the comments were made by on three writers, and they just were ghostwriting as coaches. Who knows? Uh, we'll take a break. I'll tell you Does what. Does we'll co- still do a magazine? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Haven't, I haven't bought a preview magazine in about 15 years. I don't know, because like Lindy and Athlons were like the ones that used to come out way too early. Yeah. And like you'd always you'd get them, and you're like, Oh, this is cool, but like by the time the season starts, half the stuff is like changed. Yeah, now it's. I mean, it's, you, you can't write preview magazines like you used to. Like they would accumulate their data in like April and May. Yeah. And now like the rosters aren't even set till like mid June, so it's silly. But people still do it. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. I will talk a little bit about. Uh, I'm jealous about UK for a particular reason. We'll talk about that. I'm also, curious. we'll let uh, Jenna celebrate. Wilson Contreras is still a Cub for now. We'll let her. He was so happy. Okay. <laughs> he signed every single autograph yeah. after yeah. the game. There's the, the update. You just, you just wasted it right then. No, yeah. I have more. No, we're not, the we're enthusiasm not. in her voice. Just He was so happy. <laughs> He's just precious. He was so happy. All right, we'll take a break. We'll let her talk about that a little bit more, maybe, precious. after the break. The Black Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. <laughs> I did so if I go crazy, then will you still call like they, me Superman? Like they were that, that song I hated. I didn't uh, I love that song too. <laughs> just something about it. They were so like they, they remind me like a stain, like just some whiny like posers. Yeah. Like I just wanted to beat them up. I like I wanted to shove them in a locker and give them a wedgie and 
stick their head in a toilet and he's jealous all the other classes he's so jealous <laughs> <laughs> so jealous i want to be the guy from three doors down it's understandable. so badly is this a year today it is so four right yeah 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 no. it's your wheelhouse wasn't it yeah this was, it was this, this is prime, prime, this is prime rutherford right college. here yeah i was in college yeah it's really weird when you all say the years when it's songs that i really like and then you were like three. one years old yeah one years yeah. One year. No, you were. I thought Shut you were. Yeah, you, know, you were like three. I thought you were born in 20. It's okay. Trevor said Louisville, Denver earlier. Like they weren't both cities. <laughs> yeah. No. Did anyway, you not catch that? I did not catch that. I was going to say something, but I it caught kept it going, when I so said it. I just, as soon as I said it, I was like, wait a second. I just, I just let, let him it go. go. <laughs> you just have to let him go. Anyway, yes, I was three, and I still love that song. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we both love songs that were born. That were I know it's just we weird. Yeah. Or like. Songs that I know my parents are obsessed with that are like on my daily playlist. You think it's weird for you? I mean, like, we're thinking, like, I was in high school driving around and, like, you were being born. That's very strange to think about. I, I was at the bars, like, <laughs> whenever I hear anybody being born after like, the year 2000, I get freaked out. It's like, one yeah. year. And then, like, you know, yeah, it's just, it's nuts. It's What's nuts. your first concert, Jim? Haven't we asked you this before? <laughs> um, well, my Hotel? first, like, no, the giggle wish. makes me worried that I haven't had. Well, <laughs> no, I went to Winter Jam a bunch of times with my church, but that don't th I wouldn't consider that my first concert. Who was like? Wait, who was like at Winter Jam? What is like Winter Skillet Jam? and Toby Mac and you act like, like we that. should know who these people are. Uh, well, Skillet. Why did you ask me then if you weren't gonna <laughs> I, know? I thought it was like maybe some people that were like mainstream acts, but I guess I shouldn't have thought. It's a that. Christian concert. Well, I think I, I just mean, broke the chair. They had. Do you, know, <laughs> do you know who Lecrae is? No. Okay, well, he's big in, like, secular music, Christian too. music, okay. No, like, regular music. Oh, okay. He's a rapper, but he has a couple songs that, like, people who don't listen to Christian music like. So that was okay. one that I thought would help. But, he's uh, called Lecrae? Yeah. Fancy. But uh, my first real concert that I went to, like, by myself with someone was uh, Big Time Rush and Victoria Justice. Okay. Who'd you go with? One of my friends from school. Was it a date? No, she's a girl. Oh. <laughs> Trevor. We don't judge. Trevor. Well, she was being all secretive. She was like kind of being secretive, wasn't she? So maybe. Well, think. my dad went too. Did you? Do you want a whole rundown, like how we got there? I kind of want. Yeah. What was how the, my what dad was wanted to not be there really bad, <laughs> <laughs> but he loved me. He didn't want to be at the big, big time rush. Concert. He sat the entire time and looked miserable. We went to a, when we were at the, the party over the weekend. I was uh, like, there was like a little playground outside in Virginia. Of course, she's like just obsessed with playgrounds. There was another little girl who was like five years old who was a. Uh, and she was like just playing to like talk and she's just like talk little chatterbox all the time. And it's amazing. We how, can't help it. Okay. It's amazing how kids will just say anything though. Like, like yeah. they just they don't think anything about it. She was like Some of us don't stop at that in childhood. We uh, just keep well, we go we do <laughs> Like we were talking about our full names. She was telling me her full name and I was like, you know, my I'm John Michael Rutherford. And she's like, My dad's not actually not here. I was like, Oh, I know. Like you know, he's your mom said he was not feeling well and she, she goes, Well, he's playing golf earlier and he said he just didn't really he really didn't want to come. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I love it. That's uh, I was like, well done. Kids will just say whatever. And you were like, how the hell did he get out of this? And I couldn't. Well, he ended up coming late. He, he was actually there later. So my nephew's finally to the age where he like listens when you talk. So it's really stressful. Oh, that sucks. I know. Really stressful. So much better when they don't absorb the stuff. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's so much easier. Like we're getting, we're, we're kind of, we're teetering on those grounds now where I'm like, Ugh. I mean, you're still good where you can hide stuff around them at the, at the, at the younger age. I mean. It's not until they get to around the eight, nine-year-old. That's when you got to start being more sneaky about your habits. No, it was so funny, though. I was in my sister's house the other day, and her and her husband were beefing a little bit just over something stupid. And she was like, he's mean sometimes. And Elijah ran down the steps and was like, mommy said you're mean. And I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> That's so dirty. Part of me got nervous. I thought she was going to cut it again. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did. She's, she's, she's doing I well. Know. I got a little nervous when she started talking about the kids again. 
Texture says, uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sucks line. I officially felt old when I heard about someone getting ID'd when they asked if they needed to take it out of their wallet. The teller goes, no, I can see the one. I've, I've, I've talked about that on air. Yeah. About how the one? there's nobody who's 21 anymore who was born before the year 2000. So if you see a one at the beginning of the birthday. I got you. The year. Then you know that they're over 21, which is horrifying. It also sucks where with my ID now, though, because they see that it's 2001 and they know that it's 2022. So they like can't figure out if it's already <laughs> been my math. birthday or not. And I'm like, why would I be handing you a sideways license that says my actual birthday if it wasn't 21? That does make it a lot easier on people for ID nowadays. Like, it was rougher in the 90s. You had to do math in your head real quick. Like, okay, you're born in. I also remember, do you remember like the old, I had the old school. I think I probably still have it somewhere. Like, I was like the last group that had like the like laminated license. They looked like old student IDs. Yeah, I had one. Yeah. Like when you yeah. first got licensed, yeah. like they started doing the shift to like the like now where it's like a full on like your pictures like embedded in like the, all the crazy images. You and can stuff. scan it and right. stuff. Yeah, yeah. They started making that change like right when I was about to turn twenty one. So when I was twenty one, most people I was like my when I turned twenty one, I think like, I was like had like probably eight months left before I had to renew my license. So most people already had like the new license. So when I would show my ID, they'd be like, "This isn't real, man." And, yeah, I'm like, yeah. and they have to look like, closely. I'm like, yeah, it is. I still have my, I think, my, one of my first licenses. It looks like that still. Do you? I didn't turn, I never turned it yeah, in. I, I think, got, I think I've got I told, that one. I think I told my lost it or something just so I didn't have to, because you're supposed to turn it in. Right. Now I always do. Cause they, yeah. They well, now I don't them. care. Yeah. But I mean, but I think, yeah, I want to feel like it was, I've been my second license. I think I still have that was still like that. Cause when I got renewed in like 2000, I think it was still doing the old school. Yeah. Because it wasn't until my yeah my second or third renewal is when I got the one I have now currently, which is like what everybody sees. I miss the old laminated ones. I, I kind of do too. They take your old picture and then they, you can see you can tell where the picture was put yeah. on there. And it's- the laminated ones kind of saved um, Danny, podcast Trevor. We were it was before the pit game, our first year in the Big East in like 2005. It was the game where we scored like, like they scored. We fumbled the opening kickoff and they scored a touchdown and then we returned the next kickoff. So it was like seven nothing before an offensive play or seven seven before an offensive play had been run. We beat we beat him pretty bad. But before that game, we were like I, he was working at Churchill Downs. I picked him up and we were like we're just drinking on my old car, Chevy Lumina, Lucille, loved her, and like me having that old school like license state because I was twenty one, he wasn't yet, and like the little ABC cops came over and they like <laughs> they're giving me like they're like grilling me. They're like this isn't real. And I'm like, yeah, it definitely is. Like, no, it definitely isn't. I'm like, well, look a little bit closer. I promise you it's my official life. And like, they looked at it, and the other guy was like, yeah, it is. And so they didn't, like, really look at Danny. Danny gave him the fake. Like, like gave them his fake, which was, like, a, kind of a you know, bold move at that point. Scary. Yeah. And they're like, well, why don't you have a Kentucky license? He's like, I go to school in Dayton. It's an Ohio ID. Like, what do you want me to say? And they're like, well, you should get a Kentucky like license now that you live here. And I think like, Ohio went to the newer style like sooner than we. Sooner it was it was did. like a newfangled like. Yeah, thing, they were like, they were on the, the bandwagon long before we were. But they didn't want to like press him because they'd already tried to like press me and been wrong. So I think they were like they were like willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. was hurt. So nice. I, was like, I was like, you're welcome. Like we just got like yeah, it was like almost ruined the pit game before it got started right there. But that was the <laughs> the tales of the old ID. Nothing worse getting nothing worse getting busted by ABC when you're a kid. God. Did y'all get your licenses flipped like as soon as you could, or did you stick? Did you all have to get your licenses flipped? What do you mean flipped? Flip? Like when you turn 21, how it's the sideways one? Oh no, we'll see. We oh, didn't, see, I, see, we didn't okay, I didn't know yeah. if that was a thing. No, no, that was, way to make us feel even older. Sorry, yeah, was well, <laughs> I was just gonna say when I go this out, newfangled with, terminology you, you, is confusing. You want you want to you want to feel crazy? I, I didn't I, when when I got my license, Jenna. All you had to do is wait 30 days. Yeah. So you go get you do your you do your your instead you know, your, of like your restricted license. Yeah, like stuff. all the because uh, nowadays you have to wait like a year, don't you? I think we had to six wait six. Months. We had to wait six months. Plus, yeah, six. Now, don't they like take your school grades into consideration with your license and stuff they now? Do? Not you can't be flunking. 
if you want to get your permit. Well, there'd be a lot of people walking to Wagner back in my day, and that was the case. You'd have three dark buses pulling up on a daily basis. <laughs> that was that they did that rule back in. What back I was in the gonna 90s. say is that so now you have you get your license flipped when you turn twenty one, so okay. like it's easier to tell. I, I do know what you she's know. talking about, yeah. But I'll go out with my friends sometimes. Of course you do, Trevor. Just turned twenty one. <laughs> and I worked at a gas station. I had ID people. I'm sorry, yeah. That's okay. It's not that funny. I'm Continue. over it. I'm Continue. over it. It's okay. Move on. No. UFL. See, this is what I deal with every day. It's a small taste of life in radio. I was just going to say it's funny to see, like, the bouncers stare at the IDs when they're still up and down. Yeah. Because they can't tell if you're, like, really bold or if it's a real ID. God, uh, yeah. See, I didn't even know this was a thing. Like, yeah. that's how old I am now. I, like I said, you know I how your license is sideways? At, I worked at Circle K for a brief time. Uh, but the only reason the thing is is I barely ID'd anybody anyway. I just really care. I was that gas station. God knows how many people probably I'm not shocked at all. We, I was like, screw it. I really don't care. I was there for like three months. I got caught. They're on the list, by the way. The I, only I reason I got caught is because there was a shell station at Dayton that everyone referred to as Shady Shell. That's right. I used to buy my cigarettes from when I was a kid. It was a shell station on Westport Road. Like, the, these people did not give a bleep. No. And, like, until a point where they got, like, called out by the cops. Like, the cops came and, like, and so I went there. And I, I, think I, I know I've told this story on air. Like, the idea that I used, we just, like, found it on the ground <laughs> did it look like at you? Dayton. It looked a little bit like me. It was this guy. The white dude. It was this guy. Well, hold on. It was this guy from Louisville. And I used it. I memorized it. Say, he friended me on Facebook like six years ago. Just and randomly? His name Tommy Swan. Shout out to Tommy Swan. Hey, Tommy. And, Did like, he know? No. He's like, I'm, he's like he's just a big Ooh. UofL fan. Like, just okay. friended me on Facebook. And so, like, I sent him a message. I'm like, this is going to sound very weird. Thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. Because, like, <laughs> like, I remembered the address in my mind. Yeah. I was like, did you used to live at yeah, 504? Yeah, you stalked him, basically. And he was, the guy's information out to And I was like, don't ask me why I'm asking you this until I tell you. But, like, did you used to? He's like, yeah, that was that was me. And I was like, uh, you left your ID at Dayton one time. And, like, I used it to buy alcohol for, I like, a solid, like, like, seven months uh, until I turned 21. And he was like, you've got to be kidding me. He's like, I'm a big fan. Like, read the website and all this stuff. And it was just like, it was super, super strange. Like, he's like, I don't even remember going to Dayton. And I was like, I, we picked it up. We found it. We were walking to, like, get food one day. We looked at all of our friends and we're like, who looks the most like this guy? And it was me. And so I always used it. But I finally got caught because this shady shell had just gotten busted. And, like, I knew all the information. Like, they were going to quiz me about it. And, like, I knew it all. And, like, finally, like, the, the owner of the store comes out. And she's like, no, no, no. She's like, she's like, this isn't, this isn't him. Because I didn't look that much like him. It was pretty obvious right. if you just like paid any yeah. attention. And she's quizzing me, and I'm getting every question right. And she's like, Hackman says his eyes are brown, your eyes are blue. And I was like, contact, contact. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I don't know. She's like, she's like, she's like get out of here. But like, she gave me the ID back. Oh, so I, I nice. got to keep it, which is the only saving grace. You still have it. No, I ended up giving it to another person when I turned 21. What's well, good? Pay it forward, right? Yeah, exactly. But shout out to Tommy Swan. Tommy probably wants his ID back at some point. Well, I don't think he can use it now. Yeah, was, but does he want it like circulating? He's a 40-year-old man now. It's he's, just he's circulating. He's born in 1979. He was, yeah. yeah. He's, <laughs> I'm born 80, but thank you. Yeah, he was He was five years older than me. I remember that because I was born in 84, and I was still using it. But like, it was you know, it was nice. I uh, didn't, some like doe-eyed did 19-year-old boys like holding that on now. I was did, did, like, still you remember? use a fake ID? <laughs> no. Like, I, Jenna was going to church concerts. There's no well, shit. Okay. Yeah, you got to get point. I'm First sorry. of all, worry about yourself. <laughs> Second of all, yeah. I knew the places I could go where they wouldn't card me. There you go. So. Yeah, I mean, because I, I always, I tried to do the fake ID thing when I was younger. I, I didn't really need to because I was already like 6'3", I had gray hair. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of, plus I knew the bars like locally to go to, like Mayor's, which I'll throw them under the bus since they're not there anymore. Love Mayor's. Uh, the, you know, the Steelers bar. Uh, won't, won't throw them completely under the bus, but pretty much gives it away. And then a couple other places that were in the same as I knew I knew I didn't have to worry about it. Like yeah. I knew to go. So, but 
But we, I never Chevron had Chevron on 42 back in the day. <laughs> I used to go to the, well, for cigarettes, it was, going... it was Shell on, on, on Goose Creek and then the uh, the machine at the Bristow, Bristol, the I cigarette see, machine in the bathrooms at the I Bristol. I remember walking to the Chevron in 42, my senior year of high school, and there's a kid who went to Ballard who I played baseball with who was a year younger than me who looked like he was probably like 13. Mm-hmm. And he's walking out with like three cases and he's looks at me he's like, this guy will sell it to anybody. And I was like, that's I was like, what do you think we're Why here? did he get sent from the friend group is the real question. If I, he looked that It was small. a great question. So yeah. I worked at a video store when I was 16 and we had, you remember the video, when you used to get a video store, you'd get a video, you know, a uh, like a video card. Uh-huh. And it was like a little card and then we'd laminate it and we'd get it to you. So when I left this video store, I worked there just briefly and it closed. Blockbuster bought it out. They let go of everybody. Uh, apparently, we all failed the drug test. And apparently, they, apparently, yeah, all four allegedly, of us, all four employees were failed. It we were like, well, no, duh. <laughs> we, we think we're doing in the car before we came in. To this take is why it. Blockbuster class. <laughs> and so Blockbuster fires them. But I, I we we left with items, and one of the things I grabbed was the laminator, because my sixteen year old genius Trevor was like, I'm gonna make a fake ID. You stole a laminator from Blockbuster, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Trevor. It was all innocent until then. You could have gotten in big trouble. Really? Because I'm not took it to take a laminator. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's like close to the video collection I picked up. But, I mean, you don't have to say these. That's things. what I was about to say. Why was that come after this is me now? Self-incriminating. Um, so I believe so. Me and my buddy tried to we tried to make like fake IDs with this, using this laminator, and I just say it didn't work. I'm long, shocked. Long Who could have guessed? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you don't have the technology or the steady hand to pull off an operation like that. All we had was a lamp. We thought because we had this, we could make a fake ID. Like, we had nothing else than the way of doing it. I wasn't bold <laughs> enough to try to go out. I feel like that's why I never needed a fake ID. You know? Uh, I, I, think I was good to just find somewhere that I could go that wouldn't card me and hang out with my friends somewhere. Well, the problem with me is safer I was always yeah. the youngest in my group, too. All my friends were already over 21 when I was, like, 17, 18 years old. So most of my You're friends so were already, cool, like, Trevor. Well, just, That's been the theme of today's show is how cool Trevor yeah, was. Yeah, I know. I didn't think that had to be a theme. I thought that was a given. Yeah, just he's he's too cool to mosh pit at Woodstock '99. Well, they don't know yeah, how to mosh. They don't. He didn't ha- know how to hang out with kids his own age. No. Just all the older kids. Nope. Always I hang I hung up the older people. Just so stealing blood from Blockbuster. I'm just a more mature one. <laughs> so I think and I told you a story. The first time I went to a bar underage, and I went to the bartender, and I was just I was like, can I get a beer? Yeah. The guy's just like looking at me. I'm looking back at him. I'm like, I'm like what 16 years old, 17 maybe. And I was like, he's like, what kind? I'm like. Bottle? <laughs> it's such a long how did that man not kick you I out? I mean, how? It's a miracle. That guy's an idiot. I ordered a, <laughs> I ordered a whiskey and Coke, which I had no intention of drinking. Just because I thought I should. You just thought it was a cool And name. they were like, they're like, what kind of whiskey? I was like, any? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what? I, I, I think he said his house all right. Like the house. And I was like, what? Oh, just completely floored. I was like, Jim Beam? I don't know. Like, <laughs> People order drinks at work and I always forget to ask them what kind of liquor they want in it. And then I'll get back and I'm like, hey, what am I What am I supposed to put in this? <laughs> so I just put I mean, in a house. If they don't ask time. for a top shelf, just give them the, give them the, the house stuff. <laughs> don't take life lessons from Trevor. <laughs> I never was planning to. Oh, sure. You took my advice on the server thing. If you forget to put something in, blame the kitchen. She That's, knows that. Everyone does that. See? That was not your advice. That's fine. That's good advice still, nonetheless. Have you seen the pictures from, uh, I know we had them on the show a couple weeks ago talking about this, the Damian Lee charity golf scramble is going on right now. Yeah. Glad they got good weather. The trophy is there. Um, nice. Steph Curry is there. Del Curry is there. Uh, it's been fun to see them all playing at the, the Cardinal Club. 
driving around in the UFL golf carts, teeing off on the ACC tees. Uh, it's been cool. And there's still time, I think, to to bid on the silent auction items, which are out there. Uh, leeway.org is the website. It's the Leeway Foundation. So if you want to, to win an autographed jersey or I think a foursome with Kenny Payne at the UFL Golf Club, or I think a foursome with, with Damian Lee himself is on the table there to bid on. Um, so you can you can make that happen. Leeway.org is the website. It's still open for, I think, two more days. I think August 10th is when it closes. I've been a big autographed jersey fan. I was more of an 8 by 10 autograph fan. Okay. I mean, <laughs> just throwing it out there. I assume the jerseys are probably more expensive. They are, and they're and, but they're so much bigger to like frame and hang up. The coolest thing that I've got, and I still have to frame it, but um, John Ramsey was kind enough. He gave me so remember the the wake, miss, I think, yeah. yeah the Wake Forest game in 07, uh, the 06 Orange 07 Orange Bowl 06 season. We had Muhammad Ali coming out, and he did the coin toss mm-hmm. for, with Dwayne Wade and Arnold Palmer. Now he was originally supposed to wear a U of L like number one jersey because they were just yeah, they had a Wake Forest number one jersey for Arnold Palmer, but then he'd heard of the story about Michael Bush getting hurt and wanted to wear his number nineteen jersey. Yeah, so he wore the nineteen jersey out. So John red, right? Yes. Yeah. And the the one that he was supposed to wear was was white because if you remember Arnold Palmer's wearing a black jersey, I think we were wearing yeah, I think white, yeah, yeah. doing like the home colors, so. John got him to autograph the the number one jersey that he was supposed to to wear for the thing, and John kept it, and he ended up giving it to me. So I've got an autographed awesome, Muhammad Ali jersey from the Orange Bowl, which is very cool. Now the only thing is I think John spilled like beer all over it because it's got like some beer stains on it. But I'm gonna have to like frame it in a way that you. But the problem is, so it's the age old question: you got the autograph on the back, but like you don't see the Louisville on the front. So I'm gonna have to frame it where the autograph is, but you won't be able to see like the Louisville across the front. But Who I'm gonna have to get it. All, is that your, is, it's an Ali autograph. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. The only Muhammad autograph I've got is, and I don't, I don't really know what I, I still is. I think it's in my house. It's like kind of like a like a like a program from Westport Middle School when I met him in eighth grade. Really? Yeah, he came to Westport to like do something like my eighth grade year, and I got them. It was some kind of like I don't remember. They were promoting something. I don't even remember what it was for now. You know, charity event or whatever. And he came by. They came to talk and. He did some. He did some signing, and he signed like the program thing he had there, and that's the only thing. I, and I, I wish I could, I'd frame that if I could find yeah, it. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, because you know, I mean, Dolly. It's an Ali autograph. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously they were. I mean, very expensive and very hard to get. I mean, obviously you can't get them now at all. But even in the last, you know, what ten years of his life, you know, his signature became more and more scarce. Sure. What about an Ali autograph goes for? On, I mean, probably a decent one on a boxing glove, two grand, three grand, maybe. Probably. I think somewhere no no less than two or three thousand. I would. Think. I mean, John's basement. He has like all this Ali memorabilia. He's got like the the robe that he wore for like a, one of the fights with George Foreman. Like all this stuff. And like you walk around there. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. That is pretty like, awesome. You just do kind of wonder like how much would this collectively be worth? Like, I know my buddy unreal. had the the infamous picture. I don't say infamous, but the uh, picture where he's uh, standing with the, over the him. Beatles. No, the Beatles. Oh, gotcha. And he's like, remember he's like throwing a punch. Like, yeah. yeah. My buddy, a friend of mine's got that signed by Ali. That's not. That's a good one. Huh? Yeah. I mean, it'd be cool if you had the Beatles signatures on it too. I don't know how else would that be, but. Yeah, it's, it does have Ollie's signature on it, though. Texas says, come on, guys. I'm 51, and I know who Skill it is. I'm wearing an Ollie shirt. What am I t- you are. I'm sitting here talking about this. I'm wearing the Sonny Liston shirt, yeah. Guys says, it. come on, guys. I'm 61. I know who Skill it is. I've seen them a few times. They've also been to Louder Than Life. Yeah. <laughs> they have music that's secular, too. Texas- I, I mean, the name sounds familiar, p- familiar, but isn't that also the name of, like, a chain of restaurants? Skillet. It's the name of a cooking utensil. Yeah. Well, I know that. Are you thinking of Skrillex? Maybe the. Well, that's a rapper, right? No, he does like the new whatever, like whatever it's called, like that. What's you the got it. ED? Uh, no, don't tell him. I want to go for EDM. Yeah, oh, EDM. EDM. Electric electronic dance music. Like he did all the song. He did the song oh, with. That um, sucks, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> he had some. He had some songs like that's back in the, like ten music. years ago. Yeah. It's like a DJ. Exactly. 
Texas asked Janet, well, of course she's not going to remember this. If she remembers New Kids on the Block concert at Freedom Hall, had the city in a buzz in 1991. She no. was negative 10 years old. Yeah. I, I don't even remember that. My sister went to the New Kids on the Block Backstreet Boys Married it to The reunion thing. She went yeah. to that, yeah, when it was there a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, the 91. A few years is in I was in elementary school. Yeah, it was like, I think it was like 10 years Yeah. Ago. The ninety has it been that was it been a while? Yeah. Uh, the ninety one concert that that person's talking about is that the one that had the infamous uh, uh, burning of the hotel with the uh, Don with the Walsh. My man is all about infamous. Sure. I know it's, it's a very infamous day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Trevor. Answer your question. <laughs> nice to meet Jenna. <laughs> Texas ABC got me an attorney versus the next game. I'll never forget the a hole wearing a tie dyed Iowa shirt walking up to us and then pulling out some stupid badge. They did always wear the tie dyed. Those tie dyed shirts. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't remember the the, the the new kids on the block kid burn, no, lighting Trevor, the fire, no. breaking the fire, moving move, on. Move on, move on. How's on. that? Not, it was a big deal. Texas hearing about fake IDs is so foreign. Living in rural Kentucky in prohibition counties, it was an hour to the closest wet county, so it was older siblings coming home from college or nothing. Jeez, that would be tough. Yeah, we had to drive down to. Was you? Well, you were. You've been at Western. Like I think it's the Sundays you can't buy alcohol. It's not like that anymore. I don't have they think. changed that since in the last? Okay. Because we used to have to drive down. If you really wanted to get have a drink on Sunday, you had to drive down to uh, across the border to Tennessee to get your alcohol. Whew. Texas says, uh, how much do you think my Porter Paints hat signed by Bobby 1.0 is worth? <laughs> LOL. LOL. <laughs> What's the worst autograph that you have? Like, did I actually like, have? Like, I, like... I got some bad ones back. Like, I would get like former bats to like autograph like snow cone cups and stuff. I mean, I've got the baseball signed by the guy, the, the Omar Alvarez, the guy my mom dated, but his other two roommates signed it too. Who you didn't just didn't know anything about? Oh, I'm, I, I can't. One of them I can't read. The other one I actually looked it up eventually, and because the only reason I could it was easy to find is because the guy's name was Jesus, you know, Jesus. Yeah. So it, it's like the, the, if you go back and look at that like that ninety ninety one area roster, he was only played like one year there, so. I did find him eventually on the roster. I forget what his real name, last name is. But the other guy I could not tell you. Like, for the life, I can't read it. I don't know what it is. Uh, I have an Archie Griffin autograph on a Reds commemorative baseball. Nice. I was at a Reds game and I saw Archie Griffin. I was like, two time Heisman winner. Only other person to do that is Lamar Jackson. So I was like, went up to him. I was like, I had a Reds, it's a Reds baseball. I was like, can you sign this baseball? He's like, yeah. It's actually still in my house. I've got it framed. Texas, don't take life, life lessons from Trevor should be on the show's tagline. Why not? It should. Texas, I'm I think, a wise man, people. I've been down that road and back again. Texas, I think the reason why Trevor got premature gray hair at a young age is because he was overly stressed out deciding which fast food place to eat at. <laughs> I've heard you say strychnine poisoning. Texas says, is this a sports show or a Hulu teen drama today? It's both. <laughs> It's whatever we wanted to do. Exactly. Um, What's wrong with teen drama? There's nothing wrong with teen drama. Everyone loves a good teen drama, right? Texas says Dino Babers sucks. He was the anonymous quotes. <laughs> I just still does amaze me Dino Babers has a job. Yeah. He's been bad for We'll talk like, about that in about like four months. Three or four years, yeah. He also was rumored to get this job in 2018. Remember that was like a big thing? He's, his agent put it out there. What, didn't they get him from like Central really? Michigan or something? What? Didn't he come from like Central Michigan? I think Eastern Michigan. I want to Eastern say. Michigan. It was one of the Michigans, I want to say. Could be wrong. It could be, yeah. It was one of the Michigans. It maybe one Central, because Central was where uh, uh, Rowing the boat. P.J. Fleck, would, no, that was, East, that was uh, Western. He went to Western Michigan, and then, then to uh, Michigan. He was at, uh, I take it back, he was at Eastern Illinois, then Bowling Green. 
Uh, Dino Babers. Bowling Green, that was the one, yeah. I was thinking, baby, we got the 5 o'clock hour coming up. Uh, we'll talk. We still didn't get Jenna to talk about Wilson Contreras. We'll do that a little bit. I guess. <laughs> That's a good Fine. thing, right? Fine. It's also a historic day in American history. We'll talk about that. Uh, why? Coming up after the break. Mm. And then maybe dive a little bit back into the football discussion from earlier today. Uh, and the Thornton Stacks line is 502-414-1450. Before we break, though, reminding you, ShadyRays.com's got you covered with sunglasses all summer long. Go to ShadyRays.com, pick out a pair, pick out 15 pairs, and then use the promo code BIGX when you check out. It'll save you 15 15% off all purchases. And if something happens to those sunglasses in the first 30 days that you got them, the big uh, Shady Rays will hook you up with a replacement pair. That's the Shady Rays guarantee. ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX. All right, we'll be back with the 5 o'clock hour right here on I don't think this is the 2004 version, is it? Supposed to be the uh, Show Crow version, which is 2004, but that sounds like a lot like Rod Stewart. I believe this is Rod okay, Stewart. Okay, okay. Did you play the wrong video? <laughs> no, I clicked on it, and then I don't... Okay, hold on. Because that sounded like Rod Stewart, right? I, I believe that really was Rod Stewart. Okay, I'm not, I don't mean to like say make fun of Cheryl Crow's voice or anything. I thought you just like had a distorted version, and I was like, this is not the, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this okay, is not the right here's one. Here's where we were supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing. I was like, wait a minute. I queued it up to play like right when that's, it was. Okay. Rod Stewart ahead of his time. Listen. That's fine. Rod Stewart's that's always ripping stuff off. My B, 100%. I don't really know what happened. I can't lie to you. <laughs> How many first cuts of the deepest do we have on the soundboard back there? <laughs> well, I don't. Who's saying the original? Rod Stewart. No. <laughs> I don't know. I told I, this is the only. I, the original today. <laughs> Who did? I don't know. Cat Stevens wrote it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was okay. one of his later songs, but yeah. Abby. Shout out to Rod Stewart. We got two versions. I actually didn't even realize Rod Stewart did that song. I didn't either. Well, I, like, until so I, now, I, I heard it. it. I, so I was with you. I, I'm listening. I'm like, that's Rod. Like you, Rod Stewart's voice sticks out. I was like, like why is the intro so long? Yeah, let's start at like 12 seconds too, wasn't it? Yeah, and I started yeah. it at 12, but that's what the other one was. I don't know how that happened. I'm really sorry. It's okay. I mean, don't feel bad. I mean, you're, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like exactly. I was kind of like, I wasn't stretching for 2004 songs when I was doing it. I was just kind of. I just went and brought up the top 100 Billboard from uh, two, of 2004. So I mean, it doesn't mean all these songs actually came out in 04, and they just maybe charted in 04. Okay. But uh, this is also the song that somewhat got me fired from KRC. Really? Because I think now, I— Now, Cat Stevens, by the way, wrote the first cut of the Divas. It was originally performed by P.P. P. Arnold, <laughs> a real name. <laughs> Jenna Nice couldn't hold it together. And why am I the immature one here? That's funny, because who looks at their kid? And I just can't get over Those are initials. PP. PP. Yeah, it's, still it's did him dirty. PP. Well, her. Even, oh. even worse. Oh, no. PP Arnold. Poor young lady. 1967. That makes it even so worse. So he wrote the. 
he but Cat Stevens wrote it. And I, I know he performed it. And then he ended on. up performing it. Okay. I yeah. did not know he originally did not perform it. I wasn't aware of that. P.P. Arnold. I forget about P.P. Can't say it enough. <laughs> I can't believe it. Does P.P. have any other songs? Uh, P.P. Arnold. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> She's still performing today. Oh. She's known for the first cut of the deepest. And also, uh, she, I guess, did the original Angel of the Morning. Just call me, me Angel. Okay. Of the morning. Her name is Patricia Ann Cole. I like that song. She couldn't go with like Patty. She's also known. As <laughs> Pat. Ar- she's also known as Pat Arnold. Okay. She went by PP Arnold. Go by Patty. Odd choice. I, look, I'm, not, a, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Of the day. She really couldn't use Patty. She could have. I feel like Pat Arnold was probably the right Pat way to go. Was good. Yeah. Um, I mean, but there you go. All of those still make her sound like a man, though. I Pat mean, Pat's still pee-pee. closer than PP. <laughs> PB was the, you know, that would be my last choice if I was ranking her the, manager the potential did names. Her so dirty. I mean, the 60s were a different time, I suppose. She has a website, pparnold.com. <laughs> I mean, She's very beautiful. The, I mean, people have gone to that on the wrong one. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Who'd have thought? You say she's beautiful? She's still, she's still performing. I mean, she's 75 years old. I gotta see. Look up, look up PP right will. now. <laughs> I'm not just gonna look that up. But. Just look up PP. You mean you know that the five the five o'clock hour is going to be derailed at some point? Who'd have thought it'd be PP Arnold? That would make this happen. Oh, oh she's, she's black. Cute. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, Trevor. That's yes. So I didn't even. I, I don't know why. I think of PP. I just thought of a white girl. That's pretty cute. She's very attractive. PP Arnold. Yeah, she's cute. Love PP Arnold. Who doesn't love PP here? Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We got intern Jenna running the board. Trevor Kelsey in the big studio right now. Did you see, by the way, well, that Well, how the... can you be PP if it's your initials okay. are P-A-C? There's Maybe no other it was P. like a family nickname. Yeah, let's, let's move on from PP, Arnold. It's, it's time. It's time to move on from PP. It's time. Um, she was an Iket. She was, yeah. I've heard the same Wikipedia page. All right. <laughs> Jenna, very quickly... Wilson Contreras, we've been waiting for him to leave. He's not. You're waiting very happy. Waiting for him to leave. Yes. Counting down the minutes. The Cubs can't make any right moves, but they keep Wilson Contreras, which I guess has people happy. You're, you seem to be thrilled. For the majority, I see a lot of, not a lot, I'll call it like 15% of people on Twitter who are like, why did we not give rid of him? Right. Angry. Right? Everybody's angry. But kept him, kept Ian Happ. Um, I'm happy about it. Now dead and last in the Central, by the way. It is what it is. Um, yeah. How it is Contreras? Like 26 or 27. No, still like, relatively young. Yeah. I think he's, like, he's in his prime. Yeah. yeah that's what I thought. Yeah. But I'm fairly certain the man was depressed because no, once the trade mean? deadline passed, he hit two bombs. We won the next two games because of his offensive play. Okay. So you think just being having that jolt, that knowledge that he's staying home yeah, for a little I bit. I think just knowing that he's somewhere again. he's comfortable, that he enjoys being after all of the stress and anxiety that was the past however long in fairness i kind of misheard her for a second when she's like said that he didn't get traded and he was depressed and she said she, he had two bongs i was like well that explains it that's a good way to cheer yourself up there nah. wilson mm. but <laughs> him and ian are both i've from what i've seen happy to be back he is half older though and he's in his 30s he's older than wilson Contreras. yeah he's good though yeah. but wilson like two days before the trade deadline i guess he archived them but it looked like he deleted all of all of his pictures in chicago gear off his Instagram. Then brought him back. And now they're back. Why? why what, what I think we're wrong. Wilson Contreras is 30. Ian oh, Happ's Ian Happ's 27. Huh. Really? Yeah. I thought the other way I around. I definitely thought he was younger. So did I. Why, why Contreras, Great by the way? Why, why you, what, what, what detracted you to him? I don't know. What, I just like him. Being good at baseball? Well, no. He's like a good dude from what I've seen. I mean, I don't know him. But he puts out know, a good I mean, image at least. 
There's usually some, I mean, I, I'm just curious. I mean, everyone has a reason, for, I guess, picking their favorite players for one reason or not. I mean, whether, I mean, usually obviously being talented at their sport and their favorite team is a, is a, is a plus, but well, I there's usually beef. a little something else. I don't know. I mean, I had beef when everybody jumped on Chicago's bandwagon and yeah. decided they were obsessed with Chris Bryant because he's yeah. beautiful. And they, well, they were. And, yeah. uh, Do you think Chris Bryant's beautiful? I think he's attractive. I really? don't think he's like God's gift to creation like other people do. Like I just are. hated the David Ross love because David Ross. I love Ross. Well, he, David Ross is a douche, but that's okay. Okay, I liked <laughs> I liked Rossi because I like where he is. Now. He was the catcher, don't call right? Him Rossi. Yeah, he was catching. And they were on Dance with the Stars, and I just wanted to gag. Okay, anyway. Mary's like, I actually kind of like this guy. Quit like, being I want hateful. him dead. <laughs> wow, really? I hate David Ross. Good for lord. what, though? What did David Ross do? Did he, like, I know people who work spot? for the Reds. <laughs> David Ross, not a very nice guy. Also, kind of a creep. Oh, this is, and this kind of goes full circle to what's in currently trending in the news is your feelings about Pete Rose as well. Yeah, I don't like Pete Rose. A lot of people agree with you right now. He's, I mean, he's a douche. Well, yeah. Anyway, Wilson was the least hyped when we won the. World Series. Okay, gotcha. Because everybody was obsessed with Chris Bryant. People loved Anthony Rizzo because he's a good dude too. So the other thing There's is, Javi. You, you kind of jumped on that on the on the Wilson Contreras because he was kind of the the underdog too. You felt well, he, he, was, was he wasn't getting the of, respect he deserved. Yeah, and I, like I said, I just think he's a good dude. I like his relationship with his brother. They're precious. Okay, that's fine. All good. of the above. That's no, fine. That's Thanks. fine. That's fine. I mean, good I, enough. I accept it. It's good. You're fine. Did you see well, can the? Can you be any more just? <laughs> Dismissive. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, he's fine. He's, he's fine. It's a good guy. Like, I don't like the Cubs, but I, I can respect liking a guy because you think he's a good guy. Better than Ross, right? 100% better than Ross. <laughs> I like Wilson Contreras from, fine, from Contreras, afar. Yeah. I like Kyle Hendricks, too, but nobody really talks about him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, know him, too? Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, I yeah, just, I mean, seriously. He yeah, seems fine. The update on, yeah, I don't know anything about the Kyle professor. He seems fine. Uh, I just want to talk about this. Did you see in the middle of the night last night, Cade Grundy... Gundy, Mike Gundy's brother, who's been in Oklahoma for a while, he like puts out a statement basically just being like, "I'm resigning." And I need, yeah, because I'm going to ask you about this, about something about it, because I did see it. Yes, it's a very lengthy statement. He's yes. like, "I'm reading." He's like, "I read something I shouldn't have. It was from a player's iPad, and even though it, uh, you know, it, it was not my words, I still shouldn't have said it." And I and I was like, "This dude said the end bomb, and now what? he's trying to get out of town before he gets." He gets uh, that's what I'm saying. The story that was out. the curiousest thing was. Like was this, yeah, yeah. God, that's a great word. I'm Thank you. Put it on the calendar. On the page. You're welcome. Oh, I'll put it in my notes. Uh, she's gonna go to school. I'm gonna go to school. Next Denver week and start right using too. my words, and they're gonna be like, what I the would hell? never. Don't put that evil <laughs> on me, Bobby. The um, like, I saw it, and the first thing I saw was like, where was I when this story broke of him saying the dropping the it was wrong? Like one a.m. last night. Yeah, he, but he was he trying to get out of it before the news of him saying it even came. That's the first, right? Basically, it felt right right from the the jump. It was like. I said something insensitive. We don't need to talk about anything else because I'm, any, anymore because I'm leaving. Like he did not want the actual story to get out. First like, of all, wait, wait, wait. Nobody say anything. I'm okay. I'll be gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like you really should. You really get fired for. I mean, that's for accidentally saying something anyway. It's I mean, not it's, an accident. Yeah, I'd say yeah. Yeah. And so Brent Venables now has not put out a statement. Well, you're <laughs> in the vast, vast minority these days. Yeah. Brent Venables has put out a statement saying, as painful as it has been dealing with Coach Gundy resigning from the program, it doesn't touch the experience of pain felt by a room full of young men that I am charged with protecting, leading, and loving. There are a few things that I would like to address. Coach Gundy, Coach Gundy resigned from the program because he knows what he did was wrong. He chose to read aloud to his players, not once, but multiple times, a racially charged word that is objectionable to everyone and does not reflect the attitude and values of our university, of our football program. Oof, that is not acceptable. 
period. Coach Gundy did the right thing in resigning. He knows our goals for excellence. This, see, this is what Coach Gundy didn't want out. They yeah. wanted to fire him in, in any way, I think. I don't think so. He was very popular. He was around for a long time. I know he was. And I'm assuming, is any relation to Mike Gundy, by the way? He's brother. That's what I assumed, he yeah. said that. Yeah, I said that when we first started talking. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, how many Gundy's going to really be anyway? They all seem to have the same set of values. Um, we'll, we'll say that. Um, but, man. Oh, yeah, because Mike had, yeah, had the O-O-R-A or thing. Yeah, that big thing. Yeah, yeah. OAN and a bunch of other stuff, too. But, yeah. yeah, this is a – it goes from his story, which is I'm reading from a player's iPad. He's trying to do, like, the whole, like, well, I'm re- what's wrong with they say it in rap songs? I read it from the rap yeah. lyrics. And then now Brent Venable's like – he, he said read, it multiple times. He read it a bunch of times, and the players weren't very happy about it. You got to get out of here. And this is what Gundy's trying. It's why you dropped the news release at 1 a.m. But in this day and age, like you're not going to get away with that. It's going to come. Like out. people are going to look into it. Like, everybody's going to look into why this actually happened, and the story's always going to come out. And you're probably not going to have a job for a while. Um, so there you go, Oklahoma, continuing the Oklahoma legacy. Regardless I'm just of who amazed. I think this is, we, we've gotten to the point where like we're firing people before the news even comes out of what they did. Well, he resigned. Well, he well, he resigned. Him, yeah. yeah, I think he knew he was going to get fired, so he's tried to do that. You can't fire me. I quit. Let's not talk about why. You don't worry have about to it. Be aware of the social climate like that. Just don't say Always the word. Not it's an very okay easy thing, to not right say now, the word, especially it's very emotionally charged. It's, you, you, multiple times. How dumb are you? Yeah. Re- when you're reading, you can see what words are coming up next too. Not if you're going to blame some it on of us that, don't. If you legit, then you shouldn't be reading out loud. If you legit read it <laughs> once, if you're reading it, if you like his story is true, you read it off a player's iPad. You could probably be like, immediately oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yes. I didn't see it. Like, I, I'm so sorry. What like, was I, the context of what he was reading off the iPad? Who cares? He did it multiple times <laughs> and it was like laughing about it, apparently, yeah. according to the statement from Ben Venables. Like, that's when you've got to be like, how dumb are you? Like, like you made of that course choice. you're going to get That fired. is a conscious yeah. choice. Nobody's going to be, this is not 1983 where like the players can't say anything about this. Like, they're going to come out, they're going to be pissed, and you're going to have to resign or you're going to get fired. The impressive of an iPad in 1983, too. Well, if it was just anything, <laughs> saying it in any context behind closed doors, I'd be, yeah. yeah. Uh, Texas says, well, <laughs> this is what Jenna should have said. Like the well, bleep, it's Rod Stewart. That's what <laughs> <laughs> I still don't get how Rod Stewart's version came up. I, I really don't It's either. a link I sent her. Do they send you right to the oh, song? Oh, it's on the side. I think when I clicked out of the little eyeball app. That was one of the on. suggestion ones? Yeah. 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 That happens. Like, here's another version of the song you may like. Yeah. Texas TK will appreciate this. I got Scott Steiner's autograph on my boarding pass at the St. Louis airport in 2000. Who's autograph? Scott Steiner. Nice. <laughs> the only wrestling autograph I have is the uh, Carrie Von Eric Texas Tornado, who unfortunately committed suicide in 92. Yeah. yeah. I got his. Um, and if any wrestling fans know the Von Eric fame is huge. But they did a, I went to the house show back in the early 90s, and they did like a, the meet and greet. And he was just happened to be the meet and greet. And he signed, I still have the picture. I know right where it is, too. And uh, he signed, it's right next to my Tim Brown picture. And he signed the, uh, signed the, you know, Texas Tornado, yada, yada, yada. It's the only autograph, wrestling autograph I have. Man, that kind of surprised me. And it's kind of, and I was, I liked him when I was a kid. I was, you know, I didn't even know his WCCW history in Texas at that point. I just knew him as, you know, Texas Tornado. Yeah. Also, I had no idea until later on, he had only one foot. The entire time he was, I only knew this because he lost me. it in like '89, and then he, so when you see him wrestling in those yeah. '90s days, he's wearing the boot with the tassels. It's a 
It's a it's a uh, prosthetic foot. I went when you got it was like back in the winter when you got me. I was going back and watching all the old Royal Rumbles uh, like yeah. the nights. I remember I looked up his Wikipedia after watching him, and it's like, whatever happened to this guy? And that's when I found all these stories. And that was the, well, the craziest part about his story was he wrestling with one foot for so long. Uh, amazingly, yeah, of all the weird stuff. Because the Von Eric family, of course, is cursed, as they like to say. I mean, they've mm. had, I think, four of the brothers pass, one OD. No, it was two. Yeah, one OD, two suicides, and, and then and like a traffic jam or something like that. Terry says, yes, Trevor, the 91 concert is when uh, New Kids on the Block set the Brown Hotel room on fire. Brown Hotel, my yeah. bad. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Texter, though. These these two don't even think it's that big a deal. Text- I was not alive. Texter says... <laughs> He's so slow and sweet. Texter says, and I don't believe you, Texter. I'm a regular listener and only age 15. Which gas station should I go to after school tomorrow to get some bush lights? No. 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 <laughs> if he was 15, he'd call them bush lattes. So. Yeah. Is that what they say now? Yeah. I don't yet. See, I didn't even know this. Now you know. You're 15, man. Bush lattes? Yeah. I like Come on. You can find a way. You gotta go I'd go go to your local place and just stop her uh six ten bucks on top of the cost of the beer. Dude. Let's Bye. not teach yeah, children yeah, we're not, how they should do kids that. Kids don't listen to the show. Yeah, uh, Ring has texted and said Trevor only remembered that kid's name because it was Jesus. That's classic Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a, what a kid he's a man. <laughs> it's a time. He's got us out he's now. Texas says, I did not realize this. I probably should have. Lions hard knock starts tomorrow. Are you afraid of how hyped it's going to make you knowing the inevitable? Of course. I'm going to get excited watching this. I'm going to, Dan Campbell's going to win me over on this series. I'm going to be like, you know what? We're going, to, we're going to win seven games this year, and then we're going to be set for a playoff run next season, and then we're going to go 3-13 and 13 again. Well, 14, I guess. What, uh, are you going to watch it? Of course, yeah. Are you, are you going to watch it only because it's the Lions? Yeah, I haven't watched Hard Knocks in like probably 10 years. I've probably been like, the last one I watched was one with the Chiefs. I watched, that, that was, was in like of, that was one of the seven, first ones, yeah. yeah. I, I think the last one I watched long. was one of the Cowboys ones. Because at that point, it got so popular that you could tell that like some guys were like acting, basically, to try to get on the well, show. It was the and, same like, thing stuff. every year, yeah. too. They're going to find somebody who you know is not going to make in the team. And the Chiefs one was kind of cool because it was, um, oh, my God, I can't remember. I forget his name. He went to Western. He the was defensive a, coordinator? No, his defensive back. Um, oh, I don't know. He, he was a defensive uh, soupy, uh, Bobby uh, Supio. Scipio, that's Scipio, right. Scipio, yeah, he was the defense back. He, he was the guy that they followed the whole time, like trying to make. The yeah, yeah, and he was at Western. He was on the he was on the Western team that was coached by Harbaugh that had um, uh, Galloway, whose brother played at Louisville. There was a bunch of them from Lakewood, Florida, that were all in that that secondary, um, and three of them ended up going to play in the NFL, including uh, Mitchell, the safety, that was really good off that Western team. So I, yeah, that's the last one I remember really watching. And I, I did watch clips of the when they were in Miami because I was doing the show. I was hanging out with Renshaw. He's a big Dolphins fan. One with uh, Chad Johnson on it. Okay, and he got he got arrested for something, That's and they right. threw him off the. He was off the show within like a week, and I watched an episode or two of that. But outside of that, I haven't. I haven't watched it in a while. I can't even remember. Can you? I mean, if they did an Eagles one, I'm with you. I'd probably. I watched it. it. I'm watching just because it's live. Only reason, yeah. Was it Rams last year? Couldn't even tell you. No idea. I hope they don't do an Eagles one. I don't want to do an Eagles one. Texas Jenna's great, but she always starts the commercials like three seconds into the music, and they play simultaneously for about five seconds. Worry about yourself. <laughs> well, that's Jenna. No, <laughs> it's not, not how it works. What is he saying when we come back or going out? It's We're coming back. Out, We're going out. Oh. Texas says, "Are Trevor and Jenna a couple?" Yes. Yes. Yeah. Don't couple do that. goofballs. <laughs> a couple weirdos. Texas says, "Racism, <laughs> a Gundy family staple." Uh, Texas says yeah, the brother Gundy took a lot more beef for it. Yeah. Texas with a nationwide teacher shortage. Are you concerned about the future of your kids' education? I mean, yeah, kind that, of. That is so random. But yeah, like it's got heavy here for a little bit. But yeah, not great. What do you mean? Like 
there's like teacher shortages everywhere. Like my mom's school, they don't have teachers like they usually do. Like there's yeah, public schools weren't exactly like chiming out the a, 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 a plus education before even we had shortages. I yeah, mean. I mean there's some good public schools here locally. I mean yeah. it's but it does. I mean it is. It's certainly concerning. There's a lot of shortages there. I kind of forget that that's concerned. a thing because I have like six people in my immediate family who are teachers. I'm right. My mom's I'm yeah. the same yeah. way. I mean, my my grandmother was a teacher. My uncle's athletic director. His daughter's a teacher. Uh, I have another. My cousin's a teacher. I mean, yeah, it's it runs in my family too. Yeah, my mom's. She's now. She was a preschool teacher my whole life. She's now the assistant director at a popular local preschool. Yeah. And like they have, she's like for the first time ever. You know, we have. They always have like really long wait lists for kids to get in. And she's like, when kids drop out now, like we have to tell people like we're not. You're not getting in here you anymore because we we don't have the teachers. Like we're like we're just cutting them out of classes where we don't have enough teachers. Yeah. So it's, I mean, are they just gonna start promoting substitute teachers in a certain. I mean, are we gonna lower the they standards? Can't, they can't find substitute. Like, they can't you find can, like temporary. Because you can't. You can be a sub without like you you can sub but not be able to be a full time. Yeah. Because you only have to have like a certain amount of even credits in college just to sub. You don't even have to have a degree. It's, it's, it's an associate. It's certainly an yeah. issue. Yeah. Because I used to work with a girl at Wix that was she she was a substitute teacher in the daytime and bartended at night. Yeah. It's. It's absolutely an issue. Texture says um, Mike and Jenna Charm soft. Yeah, because you can't be tough unless you just like are a white guy saying the end bomb, right? <laughs> what is that's how we define toughness. Is that how it was, well? You don't know what he's referring to that though. What was the text? Uh, we're you and I are Charm soft because mm. we thought a guy who said the end bomb repeatedly probably deserved to be fired. I mean, that doesn't. How dare I? How do you know he's referring to that though? Or he's just calling. What you, else would he be talking? It was about? a racially charged word that was said repeatedly. No, I mean, how do you know he's calling you Charmin uh, Soft because of your stance on that? Maybe not just your stance on the Cubs or David Ross. Because that was the only thing we, the two of us have agreed on. Yeah, exactly. We've been on the opposite ends oh, of everything yeah. else that we talked about. Well, I didn't know. Yeah. Texter says, um, <laughs> context clues, bestie. It's Monday and we're getting wrestling talk. What a Monday! And we talked. We haven't talked that much wrestling. No, it's just a little Texas tornado shout out. Yeah. Texas says, can you do a remote at a hair salon with Jenna braiding Trevor's back hair? <laughs> well, now. No. You be more Why do you say stuff like that? Yeah. <laughs> well, my hair has gotten kind of long. Jenna, is it too long on the back? What are you talking about? Like, my hair. It's getting way too long, isn't it? I, I thought you were getting it cut. Not like, a forte. No, have a forte. I thought you were getting uh, it cut next I, week. I'm getting, I will have or it last cut. last week. I, I know. I meant to get cut on Wednesday. Show day off. The day off, I know. And I was like, I'm going to go to the bank. I'm going to get my hair cut. You were going to do it. a month's worth of errands in one afternoon. And I, I did absolutely nothing. That sounds bad. Um, right. <laughs> Take a poll. Who's depressed? <laughs> um, but I, I need to get it cut before Wednesday because we're, we're going to be you know, out and about. Out and, and about. Good. So, yeah. you know, I got to be impressive. Um, he's laughing because <laughs> in my head, I was like, show up and show out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. So, yeah, I'm going to get it. And I just hate it. I, I know you, and I know I'm not alone in this, but I wear, like, the sweep apnea mask. Uh-huh. And, like, when my hair gets long like this, or I haven't shaved right away, like, in a day or two, which I always am lazy about because I hate shaving, um, it just makes the mask so much more annoying. Like, it gets makes it feel tighter. and weird. It's, uh, plus, my hair, because the way the mask gets, my hair always sticking, like, straight up. Yeah. Like, three different directions. That's okay. Why are you laughing at me? Because what are we talking about right now? Texter says, no did, <laughs> did Trevor just say teachers run in the fam? Where'd they go wrong? What, like, because of me? I guess. <laughs> My mom was adopted. <laughs> so. Texter says, um, due to the national shortage of teachers, police, everybody in the medical field, restaurant workers, et cetera, are you worried about your future education, safety, health, and food? Not for real. Where's everybody going? Well, they're all connected, right? I mean, because, you know, I mean, yeah. you can't be a teacher, then you're going to be a server, right? No, no, no. Texas says, where's the, what are Jenna's sleeper fantasy football picks? Jenna, do you play fantasy football? 
No. Well, she doesn't Sorry. have any picks. But. Well, that was a quick segment. My dad's in a legacy thing, though. That's what uh, Trevor's in one of those leagues, right? Dynasty, yeah. Dynasty. Dynasty. That's what it is. My dad and my brother both. But you don't, you don't, you don't get into football, do you, Jenna? Not the NFL. Like just college, I guess. Mm-hmm. I expect it. The USFL. The CFL. She's a big Canadian football league fan. I saw yeah, CFL was on. Hey, like hey, ESPN two was showing a little uh, CFL the other night on, on, on during primetime. No, hmm. but I have decided I'm going to move to like Michigan or Minnesota to find me a hockey man. There you go. You, so. got, you got a hockey guy. Yep. Denver. You probably yeah. not Denver. Yeah. No, probably not. Denver's great. You're probably not going to find much of this there either. <laughs> uh, Texas, stop saying bleep around your mother and daughter. I'm kidding. Bleep that Twitter guy. Did you see that guy who's like, <laughs> did you use that language around your mother? What does she think? I'm like, well, I'm 37. She's fine. <laughs> Do you guys still get weird like saying curse words around mom? No, not really. Like I don't. I never. I never felt weird about it when I was a kid. So I don't. Do I'm that, the youngest, but. so I didn't have to worry about what would happen when I did. Yeah, I had two know? teenage brothers when I was a kid. Like, yeah, I, I learned combinations of words that I, like, I never had a shot. Of course, I was going to say terrible things. Then you know, mom was. I was always fine with it. I mean, I was an only child, so I don't have that excuse. But the thing I grew up in the '80s, where mom was like, "Just send you out the door, and you learn what you want." Yeah, but so I dropped the f bomb on that guy who made the comment stupid at fancy farm who was basically like Louisville's full of guns and drugs and all this stuff and it's seeping out to the rest of the state and we wish we could put a, yeah, a wall around fault. jefferson county oh was that what the video you put out I didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't click Which, on it i saw it but spoiler alert this guy lives in louisville and has worked here since 2015 so he's just completely pandering to the you know the big city's bad base out in the state because he's yeah. running for a state office well, isn't that what everybody does is that farmer thing they just fancy farm yeah, yeah. it's i mean it, it well, it's politics in general it's just, politics yeah. but he's it makes him disingenuous and like i stand by my opinion a lot of people have reached out like i know him he works at frost brown thought and he's like, i'm like well cool he's being a absolute bleep and he deserves to have bleep you shout out there was one guy who was like what does your mother think when you use that language and do you say it around your daughter she i guarantee I'm you do i'm like well my daughter's too no i don't I, i'm not just casually dropping the f-bomb around her she's not on twitter she can't just she wouldn't even know what twitter is she, she can't see it <laughs> not big into twitter yet i stand by my <laughs> original <laughs> statement. Dude, what's taking her so long yeah she's not there yet i'm surprised she's already got youtube mastered right What's wrong with his state? What did he say? Wrong? We get it. Crime's a problem in Louisville. There's no like crime's a problem in most big cities. That's what I was to act say. like it's the 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 root cause of all the issues across the state of Kentucky is completely disingenuous. Kentucky has a gigantic meth problem out in the rest of the state. I don't think that has anything to do with the city of Louisville. And to act like the state of Kentucky would lead be, to the crime. <laughs> to act like the state of Kentucky would be better off to put a gigantic wall around the city of Louisville. Guess what? We fund. All of y'all, like like the <laughs> entire real. city, you would have zero money. You would be comp- even more desolate than you already are right now. So terrible idea, but it plays great to the people that you're trying to talk to, and you get a giant fu for me. That's everything I always got to be about building a wall. And it's the this day and age. Not that it's on Game of Thrones too. I want the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want some good recruiting news? Basketball style. The uh, basketball style. Basketball style. I like basketball style. AJ Johnson, who is listed as one of the biggest climbers of the summer, uh, point, point guard, yep. point guard recruit from the 2023 class, who Travis Brandon has said he might be better than DJ Wagner. Might have him ahead of the rankings when they update their rankings moving forward. Might be blasphemy in this area. Yeah, Louisville's been recruiting AJ Johnson pretty heavily for a while. They were yep. one of the first big schools to get on him after Kenny Payne got in here. Uh, he now has set visits for a number of different schools: USC September 3rd, Texas September 10th. LSU September 17th. Again, these are great football weekends at these big-time football schools. He knows what he's doing. A week later, he's at NC State. Now, he's set to come to Louisville Live, but there is that report. I think Jody Demling was the first person to put it out there that they're moving Louisville Live back to October. So he now has said officially, I'm coming to Louisville Live whenever it is. 
As long okay. as, you know, it, you know, I guess unless they move it up to, like, September something. They can't give me a football game to see, so I'm going to go to the next best thing. I'm assuming this has something to do with Louisville trying to work with Churchill Downs and make sure that this can happen it one of the night be, racing yeah. days. Because uh, it went swimmingly last year. Yep. I don't know if they're trying to, to move it around and, and to try and get, like, some celebrities there that they can possibly be. Who knows what the holdup is. But regardless of when it happens, A.J. Johnson's going to be in town for Louisville Live. That's nice. big-time news for U of L. And it sounds Good. like this is the last of his visits, so. It's even better. Even better. AJ now, that, now that's DJ. Ooh, well, which J wins? <laughs> AJ to DJ the backcourt. I like that even better. Um, I'm the only the only problem. I mean, on one hand, it's you saying it's the last stop is good. The other hand, is going well. Let's hope he makes it to that stop then. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I, I would guess if he has planned these visits out, he's not going to commit early. But you hope not. If he does get a, I guess I don't know. I mean, Brian Kelly can be awfully persuasive. Matt, Matt McMahon takes our guy. <laughs> yeah, I just say that because they're going to probably watch a football game. Yeah, well, <laughs> not good. Um, te- what's up with these? Now everyone's just like with these national. Like we get it. There's troubling trends in the world right now. You don't have to ask us how we're. Yeah. Um, okay, we have a lot of weird. There's a news flash. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. No one ever's going to be. Not nothing's ever going to make everyone happy. It's not. Te- uh, Texas says the Churchill Paddock's under construction. Louisville Live's got to go elsewhere this year. No. Well, that's. What well, they got time to? What the hell is it going to make the construction? Where else? Well, where are we going to put it? I mean, wh- wh- how long is it? Slugger? I mean, when's? No. Big Four Bridge. No. No. I mean. Jay Alexander. <laughs> no. Big X Studios. Big X Studios. <laughs> Parking lot right out here. I mean, no, we just, we go to the other field at the old old school studios. You yeah, shot with a BB gun. Do you remember in yeah. the back that back area? You don't you you never walked back there. I mean, it's a giant. You could put a whole like football field back there. We're not there. going there. Oh yeah, we're going there. We're not. It's parking lot. We're gonna have a party. We're gonna put a stage up. No, parking we're gonna right have here. a par- we're gonna have a party. Andy's it's TV. Be awesome. Be brought to you by Andy's TV. No, Andy's hosting. They're gonna do. They're gonna do. They're gonna put up the big the screens. Oh yes, it's gonna be like Woodstock in Southern Indiana. Well, now I'm curious because there's. I mean, I mean, what? The, the, do you just do it at the Yum Center? We still got like a couple months. How long? Can, you tell me they can't get the construction done by then? They gotta get it done now. Top golf. Get, get on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Laser blades. <laughs> Wouldn't hate it. There are worse things. It's worked in the past, right? <laughs> Texas, with all the talk about Owen Schmidt last week, I can't believe y'all didn't mention him getting blasted by Nate Harris. Most underrated play from that game. Nate Harris lit up a couple. Did games. he? Yeah, he lit up Owen Schmidt at one point. He also really lit up Darius Reynolds. I believe I remember that one. Yeah. Um. Texas says build a court in Lynn Family Stadium. I'm, I would be willing to bet that that's probably an option. Uh, Lou City's got a big game this weekend, don't they? Oh, they They're playing like, uh, yeah, they got a win on the weekend. They're playing for like, uh, I think in the conference championship this weekend. Well, I don't Like three of them are playing in the kickball game. Yeah, they're a huge team. Uh, they yeah. and they're three of the racing Louisville players, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, because they they're not in the playoffs yet, so maybe it's. Oh no, it's last. I mean, I think it's to clinch the uh, division title. Probably, yeah, I think it's what is right. Yeah. They're in first. I know that. It's. I know it's a big game because we're good, dog. Yeah. That's right. It's weird. We're the yeah. We're the My family we're the, goes every week. Do they really? Yeah. Um. Sean Tosh, he plays defense for them. He's gonna play on the kickball he team. Is? He uh golf's with my brother-in-law, oh, and nice. so a large, my nephew's here. obsessed with him, Sean and he like cool. hangs out at their house. It's really cool. Very cool. Yeah. We have an in now. If we want Louis City tickets, we'll just hit up Jenna. That's everybody we everybody get, listening. We get his family tickets. That's not a bad deal. Yeah. Not a bad deal to have. Uh, let's take a break. The text I'm going to text you one Saturday. Like, text line's very full. We'll, we'll take as many texts as we can after the break if we can get Trevor to to stop just, you know, cleaning his phone and then just did chiming in about Did you see how dirty this was underneath here? I did. Okay, we'll take a break. We'll come Cheryl back. I got Cheryl Crow this time, I promise. No, Cheryl Crow will come on, <laughs> and then we'll come back. We'll talk about the text line. 
It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big Ass. I mean, this thing was filthy, man. It was like dog hair She won't meet. Now, this was really like freshman year college. It was like the song that, like, every. defined the entire year. Yeah. Couldn't go anywhere without hearing it. No. And this whole CD. Burn. Fantastic. Oh, sure. <laughs> What's Jenna doing? Jenna, is Jenna singing with her mic on? Absolutely, I was. It did kind of sound like she was having a stroke. Okay, first of all, you never. You, if you're going to sing, you turn the mic on. Nah, I'm good. No, there's a. We, what have, we do on the show. We have very few rules on this show. I have no voice right now. It does, that make that makes it better. No, like I, people need to hear what you were just saying. <clears throat> they could hear my stroke. Yeah. <laughs> Be stroke. Uh, Texture clarifies by the way. You were talking about the Lucid game this weekend. It is just a regular season game, but it's a first versus second uh, matchup in the East. Plus, it's a blackout game. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Having a blackout. Nice. We're going out to Lynn family. Make sure you're wearing black. Yeah. Go Lucid. Texas it happened again, Jenna. By the way, during the last break. I literally waited like six seconds. So <laughs> I, it's your radio. I don't know what to tell you. It's just that guy. <laughs> Texture says, um, Scipio kicked off the national championship year, was kicked off the national championship year at Western Kentucky because of weed. Oh, he was? I didn't realize that. The WKU defensive secondary had Mel Mitchell, Mel former Mitchell. Super Bowl champion with the Patriots, yep. Joseph Jefferson, who played for the Colts, and Scipio. They won the title the next year after those three. Uh, those three lost in the 1AA quarterfinals to App State, whose offensive coordinator was Scott Satterfield. Also, the WKU running back it's was Wayne Gallishaw. Again, this was not the national title year, but the year before. Okay, so I was a year off, my bad. That's well, wild. Because the, the, Gallishaw, yeah, his brother was Lonnie that played for Louisville. Right. They were both from Lakes, uh, Lakeside, Florida. And I guess so. I guess the next year they won the title, and that, of course, was a team that Jack Harbaugh coached. Uh, John was on, the, was on that staff because he was kind of between gigs. And that was had the, I guess that those guys weren't on it, but I believe Jeremiah Johnson was the running back Sounds on right. the title team. He from Ballard. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. He used to work. Wasn't in the, just Jeremy Johnson. He, I think? Jeremy Johnson. Yeah. yeah, he used to work in the food court when I worked at car, uh, when I was working in the mall too. Uh, and he, yeah, he went to went to IU and then transferred to Western. Now they had a because I remember I never we had we had Rudy Johnson in for an autograph session the year him and Jeremy played in the backfield together at Cincinnati. We had this long line of people to meet Rudy Johnson, rightfully so. And Jeremy came walking up to me. I was doing crowd control. Jeremy walks up to me. He's like, hey, you know, yada, 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 talking to him. I'm like, you, these people don't even realize they're starting fullback. These air quote bingo fans all here to meet Rudy Johnson. And I'm here right in front of them talking to your starting fullback. And not one person even realizes it. They had a kid from um, from Trinity on those teams, too. Like, he was played there. My on that Western team? Yeah, he played Quite safety. Uh, he played running back at Trinity. He was very good. Now I just, I'm completely blanking on his name. I forgot. I thought, ba- I thought, basketball, too. I thought they won the I guess so. they won the year after. I, that, that makes sense. I've got the two years mixed up. It happens. That was a loaded secondary, though. I mean, because Mitchell got drafted. The rest of them, I don't know if they did, but I know Mitchell did get drafted. He played for a while in the NFL. Texas says, when is Trevor going to be attempting his pole vault? Never. I mean, I still got to... By the way, last night I thought you know, I'm going to rank all my Mary movies for you. Okay. So because I got the list, now I'm going to rank them. The problem is there's a few I'm have to watch. Okay. So I think she has a few more too that she's added. On. Then send them to me because one I'm of them gonna... is I think you've seen you've seen the Kevin Costner Robin Hood. Yes, that's a big time Mary movie. Okay, I uh, hate it. There was one movie you, you've talked about this a Mary movie that you didn't put on the list. I think 
Probably. That you have brought up in the We past. just kind of brainstormed for like 30 minutes, just like walking around cleaning up the house. So because sure Fugitive came on right after train, um, training day last night, and I started to watch it again, but then it was like 3 in the morning, and I was like, I'm going to put something else. It happens. Yeah. Um, Texas says, my favorite one-hit wonders from 2004 that I like are by Houston and or I like that by Houston and Tipsy by Jaquan. Do you remember either one of those songs? Uh, tipsy, I saw on the charts. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. Yeah, I, teen I, drinking uh, is very bad. <laughs> hey, I got a fake ID though. When I was flipping, when I was going through the top 100 in 2004, I did see Tipsy, but I didn't. I didn't start doing the music till about 2:30 today. Okay. So also, I did, I needed songs that I knew I wasn't gonna have to like make sure there wasn't cursing in it. And that's the problem when I get to like the mid 2000s and up. A lot of cursing. There's a lot. I mean, it's very kind of. It's a lot harder to pick the, the popular songs and put them on here because they're even the. You can't even just go to like the old school music video and expect a clean version. You can type in clean, clean. after. Yeah. yeah, but even I still get iffy about some of that. I mean, because some of the clean is. I don't know. I, I I get. I know you don't care. You're just dropping curse bombs left and right on the air. So it's I mean, mean. <laughs> now the Houston. I like that song, which I was less fond of. And somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that artist Houston, like, went crazy in a club like a year Is it after. A group this, or a person? A person. Okay. And like, pulled like his eye eyeball out. What? Like went full like Oedipus Rex. That's I don't know who that is, but the Greek story. Okay. Okay. Not not to be confused with the what's Van the song? Gogh. Oedipus looks with his mom, pulls his eyes out. What's the song? Houston. I like that. I like that. I like that. Where the money at? I'm just curious, real quick. What point in the time we've known each other did you think I was going to a Greek tragedy story? I mean, I feel like people just need to know the reference. Like, what? What did I? What? What, oh, what impression did I give you to make you think You've I would never know heard like Oedipus that? Complex? I, that yeah, I didn't know it was from like Bates Motel. Well, I know that. I know movie. Come on, that's a movie. That's a TV show. Oh, it is. It is that as well. It used to be a movie. What well, was Psycho? Yeah, it's all based on Psycho. It's right? all based on Alfred Hitchcock Psycho. Yeah. Not to be confused with the Vince Bond version. Texture says you missed on you missed the perfect seg earlier with let's move on from PP and talk about some poo poo. <laughs> because it is it is a famous day in world in US history. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? Is if this has something to do with the Greeks, then no. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> like US history. Today is the anniversary of the great Dave Matthews band Chicago River incident of two thousand four. Okay, hold on. You don't you don't know about the the new kids burning hotels here in your own city. This is the number one trend in America. So I don't never, act like this I is, don't know what you're talking about. Well, I'm going to enlighten you. Okay. You'll never forget this now. Because I thought you were going to bring up the fact that on this date we was when we won gold in the uh, Dream Team in '92. No, this is more important no, to American history. On August eighth, two thousand four, okay. the Kinsey Street Bridge in Chicago. I'm taking pictures there. It's famous, right above the Chicago River. The so. Dave Matthews Band. They were on their tour bus. They were leaving. They, I guess, had played a show the night before. They stopped, and they emptied about 800 pounds of human waste from the bus's septic tank. Unfortunately for them, it fell completely on a passenger sightseeing boat that was going underneath the bridge at that nice. point in time called Chicago's Little Lady. Wow. The incident led Don't to more than— Don't worry, Little Lady. You're not the first people in the day Matthews dropped a bunch of poop on. The incident <laughs> led to more than $300,000 in settlements, donations, and fines. It? And the band's bus driver, Stefan Wohl, pleaded guilty to dumping waste in April of 2005. That's rough. Uh, how much? 800 pounds of bleep. Okay. On a sightseeing. Imagine just like having a great time. I've been on one of those sightseeing bus tours in Chicago back in the day. Imagine just having a great time floating down the Chicago River. Bam, covered in crap. Okay. So, several things I have, to, I have questions regarding this. One, I know Dave Matthews is a large group. 
But 800 pounds, really? 800 pounds. That's a lot of poo. Like, I mean, what are they just like eating at P.F. Chang's 24-7? I mean, that's that's a lot to, to release. I mean, Assuming it's been piled up over time. I, I, I How much? I mean, that's got to start smelling. Second, like 350,000 is all they – if you're not – I'm getting millions in that one. From the official court proceedings, the liquid waste was brownish yellow in color and had a foul offensive wow. odor. The liquid human waste went into passengers' eyes, I've, mouths, hair, and onto clothing I've and personal got belongings. The poo on me. Many of which were soaked. Some of the passengers <laughs> suffered nausea and vomiting as a result of the exposure to the human waste. Incredible day. I, August eighth. I have no I first of all I know I don't remember this ever happening in the past. Oh, it happened. I've never heard about it. Oh, it happened. Like, isn't Dave Matthews, like, they're not from Chicago, but they're very, I mean, that's like one of their, like, home cities, right? Like, aren't they very popular in Chicago? I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. I mean, I've never been a Dave Matthews guy myself. But. I looked up the Houston man. Did he pull his eye out? He gouged his own eye out after believing he had been possessed by the devil. Yeah. In his London hotel room. There it I is. I mean, don't you kind of hope he was about that? I mean, otherwise, be. Yeah. I'm assuming it was drugs. You know, there's a restaurant named Haku that once got in a fight and pulled someone's eye out in a, in a, in a brawl in an airport. I remember bar. Haku. Yeah, Haku was supposedly Haku's supposedly the meanest dude ever alive. He's the one that also tried to stab Arn Anderson with a fork. Um, so, I mean, this this show has been off the poo. Yeah. Texas says, <laughs> if you guys were Game of Thrones characters. Al Snow's canceled already on us. Trevor would be I mean, moored. I'm Samuel Tolly. You know, I'm totally right. I mean, he says moored. I don't know if he means Hodor. Yeah, he's probably trying to say Hodor. Mike, you'd be Podrick. I've actually gotten that comparison before. Um, Jenna would be Roz. That's not very nice. Jenna's who? Roz. She's the... Which one's Roz? You remember Roz? I'm trying to remember. I'm... I've never seen the show, so the insult doesn't hurt me. Yeah, she's she's very attractive. She's a prostitute who then no goes... One can oh, see the redhead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Uh, little fingers. Yeah, yeah. There he goes. Okay. Now, what's better, Roz or uh, uh, Ethan Hawke's daughter from Stranger Things? Well, they're not, I don't think they're comparing my voice. Yeah. I'm confused, that's, though. That's different. Come on. Yeah. But I think it's just because she's foul-mouthed is the comparison. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Which, every, I mean, all the female characters kind of are on that show. I'm, I'm actually... Mord is the oh, Mord's the jailkeeper at the Erie. That's who he's comparing you <laughs> <it> to. <laughs> Quite down. I mean, at least he, he, I, I, I'm so used to people being like, you're Samwell, you're Samwell. I'm like, oh, wow. Way to lump all fat people together. Yeah, but he's nice. Yeah, Samuel's like, oh, don't tell it to TJ. TJ hates Samuel Tully. I kind of got annoyed by like, Sam. Like, he was like, and I can, I get it. Like, I was on his side. I guess it's the chubby part of me. But, like, because I, so I was always on his side to get to make it through. But I can see where he w- would annoy people throughout the show. And, like, you're just, like, ready for him to die. He got a little bit old after a while. Yeah. Um, Tim Sullivan, somebody says, what does this tweet mean from Tim Sullivan this morning? He said, uh, today's Star Chamber update. <laughs> NCA's independent accountability resolution process website shows none of the timelines for the five cases still in progress have been updated since June 1st. The Kansas case, not since March 30th. Well, that's nothing new. I mean, they, yeah, they, when they update those things, they update them like with several updates at one time. So update, uh, I missed what you said. The, the, the timeline, the IRP has a website where they oh, have the timelines okay. for all the different cases. And it typically, when it's been updated before, it was like five different updates for Louisville over sp- spanning over like 10 months. So I don't think that that's really, I think Tim's, I don't know, grasping for something. Somebody just texted me and said, the music definitely played three or four seconds above the Phil Rich ad. How dare you cut off Ethan? Don't from, cut off Phil Rich. He's a Portland. He's a Portland. Texas says. I don't says, know what you just said, but I really did wait like okay. <laughs> maybe seven you seconds. You're so impatient. Texas <laughs> says, can you all sing the DeWan Wagner song? No. 
DJ. We don't, we don't have, we don't have an update today. Just because you said that, no. My buddy's a UK fan who I, I let use my HBO Max account. Like, I went to go on there the other day because he, I guess, he created his own account, like his own profile on the uh-huh. account, which is nice because most people I let use my passwords don't do that. So he did, and I just noticed I went on it yesterday, and he just his name was changed to DJ Wagner. Nice. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know if it was connection to the Game of Thrones, you know, and everything, but yeah. I was with uh, with that thing at Mary's family, like, and her cousins are. She's from Springfield, Kentucky. It's like an hour south, and most of her cousins are like big UK fans, and so they're yeah. always like, like, who's gonna get Wagner? And I was like, probably UK. And they're like, really? And they're doing the whole thing where it's like, I think you guys are gonna. I'm like, don't, don't, don't pander. Don't, don't do that to me. People ever ask me, I'm just like, I you. He's going to go to Villanova. He's going to Illinois. He's going, he's going to Auburn. You didn't hear? Texas, what's the best pitcher walkout video? Because that Diaz video is a masterpiece. It's I, I'm saying it right now. It's Diaz. You don't like the Mets? I don't. I, I grew up kind of like a Braves fan because my dad was a Braves yeah. fan for like a brief period when they were always on TV in the 90s. And you know the Mets were sort of like their arch rivals. So I just never liked the Mets. I, I was going to say the late 90s because early 90s, the Mets were like the, the – the Mets were bad. The John like, Rocker, I just like, struck I out remember, your best pitcher and then getting hit with a battery is one of the greatest MLB moments like, of all the, time the, that nobody talks about. The Mets were the team you could always, like, the only team you always tried to go after a no-hitter with on, like, on video games because they were, like, they had Howard Johnson and nothing else. Like, they were, I'll never forget the old, uh, I was watching, a, I remember watching when I was a kid watching a uh, Mary with Children episode, and Peg was like, why is there no Harlem Globetrotter ba- baseball team? And Alex goes, they do. They're called the Mets. Like that was joke kind of stuck out with me. Laugh. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. they've been bad most of the time. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think I was kind of like the Mets because I always, when I'd watch Hey Dude, and the, the kid had the Mets hat. I always thought it was kind of a cool logo. Okay. Orange and purple, orange and blue. I thought it was kind of cool. Texas Louisville Live is going to be at Champs Roller Rink. <laughs> I'm for it. Is Champs still around? Champs is still around. Is Champs it really? It's absolutely still around. It's still owned by the Champa. I don't know, but I know it's still around. I, a friend had uh, their kids' party uh, there over the weekend. I saw on Instagram. Still over there by, uh, by I guess that. Uh, still the same spot. UPS. Or same no, Champs Yop-Lops, location. Yeah. Same Champs spot. Well, did you ever go to it when it was the original location in Westport Plaza? I went to that one several times. Okay. We had birthday parties they there. Become a ga- it become a Gaddyland or whatever. Gaddy- now Gaddyland's gone too. Is it really? Oh yeah, it's been gone for a few years. How's we it? the last high school dance I ever went to. We um, we had like our pre thing at Gaddyland. It was great. It was incredible. Nice. Yeah, classy. I never. I went to so many of those. We went to parties. Mark's Feed Store before prom. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Mark's Feed Store's good. Yeah, I like Mark's Feed Store. Texture says, um, "Good morning." I, I'm assuming this is a at least a KRC text. That or he's just like me, just woke up. <laughs> good morning. 220 yard drive. Are you playing golf with middle school kids? And if your scramble gets 69 players, does the odd man or woman get to hit four times per shot from UK Press? Okay. Who's you, hitting 220 yard drive? UK Press. It's not Jacob. UK fans just want to just want to find an excuse to say the word sixty nine in there somewhere, That's fine. which I, I fully respect. Uh, is that a long drive? No, it's not. Okay. It's pretty short. Texas, did intern Jenna know what tipsy is? She, you, you knew the song. Yeah, yeah. One, here comes the two to the three and four. I mean, I knew, I know of the song. Even if I know of it, you know it can't be cool. It can't be like it's it everybody in the club's yeah. getting tipsy. Yeah, I remember that. All it's like four. yeah, like they still play. Like when I was in high school, they still played that. I can coming. You know, large staying power. I learned the song Yeah the same time I learned the song OMG. Oh my god. Oh, Usher? Yeah. Gotcha. But they're not, they both came out separate times, I believe. Mm. Texas, I went to a Mets game last Saturday. The Diaz intro is amazing, and the dude's in the same closer, too. It's the best intro, and he's the best closer in baseball. It's, the, it's an unbeatable nice. combination. Um, <clears throat> no, the best closer, the best, by the way, the best reliever entrance of all time is still uh, Rick Vaughn. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I hate this bleeping song. <laughs> I hate this bleeping song. Texas says, Trevor lives near Westport Road, apparently, and doesn't know that Gaddyland is gone. Well, you didn't, you didn't get out. You don't get out much. Well, and also, I don't just— Are we th- calling get, Trevor a hermit now? Is that where we're at? Well, I drive— well, Yeah, he's self-admitted. I mean, but also that plaza where that is, is the Gaddyland's not, like, on Westport Road. It's like you have to drive kind of around. Yeah. It's by Westport. I never cut through over there to go to Linden, so— did you see, by the way, that Miami— that place is hugely different when I was growing up. When I was growing up, that was a Winn-Dixie and a, a it's, CBS. It's become pretty there cool. There was a card shop there, yeah. Did you see Miami got a new locker room today? And Miami. it is officially known as the Dwayne The Rock Johnson locker room. I love that. It's, not surprisingly, pretty decked out. Classic Miami vibes. But I, I just love that they have the full, uh, like the full name. It's not like the— Dwayne Johnson locker room. It's not like the well, Rock. Well, you got to be the Rock. It's I mean, the Dwayne the Rock, rock Johnson, Johnson locker room. Yeah, that's his name. It's, it's a mouthful. I mean, I love. I, love, I mean, and he played. You know, in case you didn't notice, he played there. He'll let you know. Though uh, he had the one, he had like one tackle in his career against against Florida State. I think it was too. Don't be hateful. I read his book. He's on the thirty for thirty. You can always see him. You always see him popping up there on the uh, highlight reel. I read his book back in the day when I was in like eighth grade, and it came out after McFoley's book, which was very like the Rock didn't have anything to say, but like they were just trying to capitalize. McFoley's book was really was great. good, actually. Yeah. But my favorite part of the book was he claimed that Miami was the only school during recruiting that didn't try to pay him. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> right. Get, like completely get out of my face. Oh, man. Rocky Maivia. He's like, you may not believe this, but Miami was actually the only school that never offered me anything, and that's why I went there. I'm like, P.S. Get up. <laughs> Texas re- respected Tyson Tate for dragging Calipari on their pod this past week about the Gonzaga stuff. I did like how Calipari is like, fighting with Gonzaga fans now. He's like, when's the last time that a program like us ever played in front of 6,000 fans or fewer? And uh, he's like, it's clear that people just want us to play there so they can watch us lose. And, of course, the last time they played in an arena that was held 6,000 or fewer – was the Robert Morris NIT game, which they did not win. So, okay, first of all, creating his own jokes. For Cal, dude, seriously. Number one, of course they want You go any road environment, any team you go on the road to play, whether it's 6,000 or 60, they want to see you lose because you're on the road playing on the road. So that comment right there is just stupid in its own right. And second, anybody's, any top-rated team that's played in front of 6,000 people, anybody goes to Duke. So uh, take take your little excuses, Slowly turn them sideways, butt. as the Rock would say, and shove them right up your candy butt. Well, they won't play at Duke either. No, of course they're scared. They're scared. He's scared to go on the road against playing anybody. Texas was TK able to watch Prey, the new Predator movie yet? I'm hearing great things. I'm hearing great things too. Predator movie? It's Prey. It's like a new Predator. I saw it on Hulu last night actually when I fired up the old Hulu. I got too. I don't have enough time to believe. Yeah, uh, Texas. I missed the original convo, but Ross from Frasier. She isn't a prostitute. She's just awesome. No, Ross from Game of Thrones. But <laughs> Ross from Frasier, also awesome. Daphne, also awesome. Yeah, I've already seen what happened to Roz in Game of Thrones. She had her ultimate end. It ended poorly for poor Jenna. Yeah, That's yeah. Okay. When I looked it up, it was like, what would she be doing if she had lived? We're out of here. Uh, we got Cardinal Insider with Jody Demling coming up next. No Louisville Bats baseball. They're back tomorrow. Uh, what are they playing? Minnesota, I think, this week? No, Central- Iowa. Iowa. Iowa They're your old stomping grams. They're Iowa. And for some reason, Iowa. Like every game this year is all like it starts at like seven thirty five or eight oh five or whatever. For some reason Iowa everything is eight. Like tomorrow tomorrow's game is eight, eight, it, it starts at eight oh eight. Why not? And it's like I don't why does it have to be on the eighth? Why are you so different, Iowa? It's classic Iowa. So they Plus, are. But we do have a we do have a gay game on Thursday. A what game? A what game? Day game. Not that kind of game. Wait, what what did you say? A day game. You, oh, you missed, I don't think that's what you, you, you said. Did I say it? It's okay. Oh, it's that too. <laughs> Well, it is because it makes us happy there's a day game. All right, keep going. Because it starts at 108. Okay. 
and means we may be a little late. We might have a short show on Thursday. On Thursday, okay. After the Wednesday's festivities, we odds need are that. we're not going to be out, but we'll probably like a Thursday. We'll probably come on around. Is it between three thirty and four? I gotcha. would guess. Reminder: Tomorrow, four o'clock, Al Snow will be in studio. If you got wrestling questions for the wrestling legend, just let us the know. Hour or how long is he going to? They didn't say. Is he promoting anything particular? Yeah, we're going to talk about it on there. Okay, we big news, me, big OVW. Will you news tell me out. off there? Yeah. Everybody listen. Please. Al Snow tomorrow, 4 o'clock. Everybody have a fine Monday night. We'll see you guys tomorrow right here. Show starting at 3 o'clock.